to Bond by Numbers. It's episode 40, and today we're going to be looking at the James Bond rental lists. So you got to imagine. What? Yeah. We've got six Bonds walking into a video rental store, circa 80, circa 90, circa 70s? No. Um, no. Uh, well, I would say I early. I would say this is like in some like reality where all movies are available at Blockbuster from 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 beginning yeah, okay. to the end of time. <laughs> right. We could say this is the holodeck, I guess. We could. Yeah, exactly. We could say that. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We could say that. Of course, we're also going to be dealing with uh, the issues of customer service, aren't we? And encounter behavior and decorum oh, yes. and who orders what at the confectionery stand. We've got a lot of fun I here. Talk to my manager. <laughs> like the people uh, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. You're like, um, sorry, Karen, uh, he's on his break. Yeah, We've got a lot of fun <laughs> packed into the next couple of hours, and thank you very much for joining us here as we uh, we take you through what we think will be a rather interesting and hopefully, uh, hopefully entertaining episode for you. But we have put a lot of thought into this one, guys, haven't we? Yeah. Is this the Nietzsche episode or is this the Bond episode? I can't remember which one we're supposed to, <laughs> supposed to do. The Bond uh, blockbuster episode. That's it. Could you actually picture Nietzsche going to a blockbuster? I don't think he would care. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> and I think that's to something, guys. Let's just touch this point. You know, because we're all streaming now, we, we wanted to do something a little retro, didn't we? We, want, we? we didn't just want to do a Netflix and chill. We wanted to do a old style who's going to the vet, right, rental store, right? Exactly. Yeah. Correct. Am I, am I correct yep. in saying that there's one blockbuster video still kicking around in Texas? That's what I heard, or someplace like in Alaska or something I read, or... Oh, that would make sense. Okay. Yeah. I I thought it was Texas, but you could be right. You could be right. I could be wrong. It's happened before. It's, yeah, you know, what is it? 85% of of what I tell you might might, might be accurate, so... Yeah, you're close to it on that. How have you been in this, uh, what, the 10th week? Well, the 10th week of UK lockdown. How are you guys doing? I'm great. I've already um, watched all of Netflix twice. I'm just, you know, doing my thing. Um, work going okay? Uh, yeah, it's okay. It's, you you it's settled work. into the working from home now, I guess, quite comfortably, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. It. I'm used to it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, such is life. I've just been, uh, you know, it's nice that the weather is nice, that's for sure. You know, it's funny. A month ago, it was like minus two. And uh, now it's now 22. It's, a, a well, actually, ago, it was like it was 29 like two in the evening. Gee, like and the mosquitoes are making up for last time, is all I have to say. Indeed, yeah. Uh, any news in the James Bond world that you want to go through, guys, here before we uh, we move on? Tentative release date for No Time to Die is uh, hasn't changed yet, but now Not it's going up against a whole slew of other movies. That's right. So that'll be, November will be an interesting month, that's for sure. Do, do you think that they should call it No Time to Release? And then they <laughs> no just like have it open-ended? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, That's not a bad shout. That's not a bad shout. But, you know, I think whenever it comes out, it's going to have the muscle to, to kind of ward off com- competition. Well, I don't know. Like, you have... It's up against... Uh, isn't it... Uh, no, the new Nolan movie is supposed to come out in July. I forgot oh, about that. But that's... Funny. In July, I'm like kind of laughing at that. Like, I don't know if that's going to happen, but... When I first heard the title Tenet, I'm like, did he just make a movie about the old CIA director? But I'm like, no, that's probably not what it is. It's a palindrome. It's a palindrome because it goes goes back in time. It's mostly about time travel. It goes back in time, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nolan still has to make a Bond movie someday. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Is is Zimmer scoring that one? I believe so. Yeah. It's a good job. He's he's also working on on Dune as well, so I'm I'm looking forward to that Mm -hmm. score. Oh, that's going to be good. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. And, and that comes out in December, so it'll, it'll be a month away 
from uh, Bond, so Bond will have some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm really curious. Dune's box office potential doesn't really um, excite me. They have a good marketing campaign. They, they could. might seem to do it, but the movie itself is not a box office draw. The no. story itself is not a box office draw. It, well, we'll have to see what the cinema is going to be like, won't we, when when we all get back to going and exactly how things work out there. Because one thing, yeah. I think what they'd have to do is they'd really, especially with all you know, no one going to a theater, and even uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but AMC is saying that they might actually go out of business. I heard but, they might be bought out by Disney or, or something. bought out, yeah, something like that. But it's like that you at this point, you know, whenever they're okay to have people go into a theater mm-hmm. again is that you like people they gotta have like you know they're probably got all these like uh you know think tanks being like which is the best film we could possibly do to bring in the most money because yeah the quickest yeah because uh, damn it we need money right mm-hmm. now so we need all the best people to think what is the best possible ratio yeah. of of uh, like demographic to film when it opens like they're like so what month do you think is it going to be september okay what's september like what movies are good in september mm-hmm. go yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. that's huge you know like it's it funny depends on the i'm states, making, I'm guess, making right? a joke there but you know that someone's uh, yeah, doing absolutely right man you're right someone's doing the analytics on this stuff yeah someone has to be absolutely yeah, exactly. probably every every studio has got its branch doing yeah. its analytics they're already already launching and they're working like, uh, from home Post-production. <laughs> well, some students are already moving on to post-production soon. Sorry. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw that, not, yeah. Not post-production. Uh, some students are going back, and TV shows are going back to filming, uh, like, outside of the United States now, I believe. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but uh, while America has some issues it has to get over, uh, I think, before the theaters can, can open. Well, yeah, that's true. But I'll tell you what. Uh, well, they could, I... could just release internationally outside of the United States if there is problems. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Chinese box office is a big thing these days, right? So It is, yeah. But, I mean, that's not always a market that that Bond has been, you know, flourishing. That's true. That's yeah. true. It, can, it yeah. can't be as bad as Star Wars. Apparently, like, Star Wars is, like, the lowest grossing film ever to release in China. I guess they don't like movies about... Uh, you know, but oh. like the big bad empire, right? So, <laughs> or the it's kind of based on like Japanese samurai, maybe I don't know. Yeah, m- like, maybe maybe that idea didn't quite go <laughs> go down well with the Chinese public. Yeah, could be. Uh, anyway, guys, look, I, I think it's important that we we recognize and we broadcast here for our listeners that part of the motivation behind this episode was that we know that there's lots of people at home. Well, we know that everybody's at home right now the watching cabin fever. And yeah, the, watching yeah, more movies. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Buying yeah. more movies. We're renting our content online. We're not necessarily streaming everything that's on Netflix, but things that Amazon is offering, things that Hulu's offering. We're buying things we're watching more content than ever before and yeah. so you know we jeff had the idea really didn't we jeff after uh, after a conversation the idea of uh, you yeah. know talking about the bonds sort of we like, watch yeah it was just sort of a little brain fart that kind of culminated um but it was fun and recognized there was yeah. this crazy like reproduction process that occurred like in front of me where i was, <laughs> I was like just like mitosis mitosis yeah i was reading my notes like on on the next step what we're going to do for next episode you guys started talking and all of a sudden it's all like the text is mm-hmm. moving and everything like that. i'm going what is happening here blockbuster what what is going on what is <laughs> yeah. going on what is going on yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, it just kind of came from there i'm like okay do i have to do a lot of research for this one no? Uh, okay, that's fine. So, uh, <laughs> Well, just before well, we get started, uh, 
Jeff, do you want to say something about like why or kind of like the anachronism of all of this experiment that we're allowing bond to exist? Each bond exists in any in any world and any sort of uh, genre he wants. Well, yeah, I, I, it's a very easygoing uh, type of episode. And, and because I, I do a lot of improv, I like to kind of go off the cuff and sort of just sort of just uh, go with the flow. And that's kind of like Josh was saying, how I just came up, I kind of came up with this idea. I mean, we all kind of just sort of added on to it. It's like a game that I, I teach called Yes And. All you do is, it's an improv game, and all you do is just sort of just say, uh, say something that the next person has to say yes and and add on to it. So we were just mm-hmm. kind of just spitballing and making jokes like, you know, what if uh, what if a Bond went into a blockbuster? What would Roger Moore's Bond rent at a blockbuster? And they're like, oh, you'll oh find God. out. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's fun just thinking like I literally was picturing Connery's Bond walking into a blockbuster. That's right. And I'm just yeah. like, wow, fish out of water what there. What is your wine policy? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's all that little. Where do you it's all those little things. Yeah, that's exactly, um, and so that's why I just sort of it just kind of we kind of went down a rabbit Tell hole. Me Roger Moore. You know, we did go down a rabbit hole, but it got me thinking about an experience in my life. You know, I think Blockbuster Video was sort of integral. Uh, are integral to, to your social development? No, well, not so much my social development, <laughs> or anti, but anti-social development. <laughs> no, but it, it was it I'm was kidding. somewhat it was somewhat central to my my rebirth as a Bond fan because um, that's where I got my Bond VHSs as well. But um, it, there it was particularly just before. Uh, GoldenEye was coming out in cinema that I got back into the Bond. I mean, I'd watched so many of them as a, as a kid, Josh, with Granny O, as you know, and as listeners of the show know. But when the blockbuster opened uh, were back home in Newfoundland, uh, I know that they were doing a big Bond campaign. They were, re- they were rejigging the VHSs uh, in a, you know, in those, those stylized sort of new artwork format, the remastered stuff. I mean, everybody uh, yeah. will remember those VHS lines, I yep. think. Um, yeah, well, there was the CBS Fox ones, which were always kind of we had, yeah, had really good yeah. box, like classic box art on them, but they were kind of like very, very simply made. But then you yes. had those. The, the, the first one I had was the Man with the Golden Gun, as mm-hmm. I mentioned, and it was that copy of like where, where like they had like the really kind of like almost like a glossy cardboard box, and then it had like that golden thing on the top, you know, like oh yeah, yeah. Double That's right. yeah. yeah. But then yeah. they had that replacement one that occurred after around GoldenEye time, which was just like the uh, MGM. And that mm-hmm. I remember the cover art on those were fantastic. Yeah, really, really cool. And those are the ones that that kind of got yeah. me back into the collection of of the films. But there was a girl I don't know remember her name now, but I remember that uh, you know there's teenage, always a girl. There's always a girl. Teenage me uh, <laughs> going going into Blockbuster. Um, I don't know if getting the Bond films, I thought I was being cool necessarily or you know, <laughs> tough. Do, do, but... do we need to like put in some like uh, simple minds or something? No, nah, like... you don't need to do that at all. You don't need to do that. At all. <laughs> this this was not like a serious teenage crush or anything. But I think I think it was probably like a you know I fancied yeah. I fancied this girl a little. I don't remember her name, but I remember um, I remember striking up a conversation with her about Goldeneye because it was just coming out and it had the big posters, you know, like those big cardboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I mean, Blockbuster was a big part of that sort of uh, rekindling of uh, James Bond with me because they had the films for sale and for rent, and, and I just got into all of them there as a teenager. And uh, because I had expendable cash doing two, doing two jobs, yeah, I, I, I could buy Yeah, and Prince Edward That's Park. right. I had all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah. I could I could buy into this and uh, enjoy it without the, you know, my parents were just more than happy for me to be reading the Bond books and watching the films at that age, you know. Get now, me didn't out, you, get me like, out of trouble. 
Now, didn't you lose your your paper route by spending it all on magic? No, wait, that no, was, that was oh, that would have been you. That was you. <laughs> that was you. I had a wonderful ten year relationship with my paper route, but we won't we won't go into that. We won't go into that. So uh, now I I I obviously shopped at Blockbuster, uh, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. when I was a kid, there wasn't a Blockbuster near us until way oh. later. I was a teenager. I, I had video. Now. I had video flicks. Video flicks, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and this this guy had this store for like twenty five years. Like my my parents' first beta machine was from there, VHS, and he knew him by name. We would always go there. Uh, they even had a fire, and they had a fire sale literally, wow. and we got like more TVs. Oh my and, god, we're having a fire yeah, sale. Yeah, sale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Arrested Development. Yay. Yeah. Um, and just so I, so I have a lot of good memories of going to Vidifly. It was very close to my house, very close. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I remember buying all the old posters that were like, let's say, like oh, the nice. month, the previous month, they would have, you know, whatever movie was popular. And then they would have the, the posters uh, for like a dollar. So I'd buy those. Mm-hmm. And I just remember uh, going there and being able to, you know, buy the used movies and, and renting them. And, you know, if I was sick, I'd get to go pick a video game. So I remember video flicks, but also I do remember Blockbuster being sort of like the Walmart of the movie, uh, of the movie rental places. Cause it was yes. American came in. Jumbo and, yes, video yeah. was the other big and, one. And Jumbo video. Yeah. Jumbo was big West, too. Yeah. It was yeah. also a West coast video. Video oh, yeah. 99 it's, in, in Peterborough. Yeah, that's that what it was. My, that was my VHS. Remember I was going to ask you that, Josh. What was the name of that video store? And you asked, who, didn't we ask the guy for a poster or to keep something or something? Yeah, that, you spoke to the owner, I believe. That's who it was. Because well, what it was, was it a, we wanted? What it was, was it? an Asian gentleman, that, that, yeah. if I recall. What was it I was asking for? I think you wanted a poster of like James Bond or there was some like a GoldenEye poster or something on the background, right. wasn't there? Well, yeah. isn't that appropriate? I know, really, hey? Well, we've all got video, <laughs> sto- we've all got video stores in uh, yeah. our lives. So we're asking our listeners, I guess, today to, to kind of come down this rabbit hole with us, have a bit of fun and think about your own video rental experience. If indeed you can remember a time when that's you so uh, you went, walked to the shop and, and picked up a rental for the weekend because that's what our that bonds are doing. Josh, exactly. do you want to say a little something about what... Uh, the, the format of it, what we're going to do. We've got six bonds, and and how's six it going to roll? Six bonds, as as we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not inclu- including uh, Barry Nelson or uh, no David Niven or, or David Niven or <laughs> uh, Woody Allen, and we're not we're not and we're also not including Sean Connery in Never Seen Never Again because that's a different Sean Connery. <laughs> well, it is. Yes, we're, I feel we're talking, like he would rent that. A much better in shape <laughs> Sean Connery preparing for his eighties re- uh, career renaissance. Sean Connery. This is true. Yeah. yeah but how how are we gonna roll yeah. the how are we gonna roll out this uh, this format though? So for each for each bond, we've mm-hmm. chosen three film choices of uh, movies think, that yeah. they would watch. Yeah. Exactly. What they what, what we would think that they would watch. And just to clarify, uh, this could be in any era. We're not. That's not right. Relegating yeah. It to the exactly. Film, just any film whatsoever. And we're choosing for each bond uh, a soda and a snack. That's right. That yeah. they can have. Now I kind of went outside the usual candy uh, stuff sometimes. Just I like, did. Yeah. 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 We're, we're talking kinda... confectionery. Anything. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But um, uh, yeah. So that's basically it. Cool. Yeah. And so we're going to roll the roulette and we're going to see which bond we start with from numbers one yeah. to number six. Before we get going, guys, because uh, I'm eager, I'm keen, I'm excited to hear what your choices are and I'm excited about sharing mine. Uh, Do we, we also mention where one of the other little nuggets here is mm-hmm. that we have the soda and the snack, but we also, I, I forget if we had mentioned this or not, if they rewind. If they're, That's right. If, we're going to talk about that. If the bond is kind yeah. and if they rewind or not. <laughs> yes. Be kind and rewind. We'll see, won't we, when we go through it. So let's get to it, guys. Our bond rental list. Who's the first bond that's going into our hypothetical video store in the sky? 
Let's see. Spin Shelton. that sucker. Can I help you? Yes, my name is Bond. James Bond. Round and round she goes. Which stop? Nobody knows. Well, somebody knows. I was gonna say if this Everybody is if, if, if that's your if that's your tape player, you got some tracking issues. <laughs> the first Everybody knows. the first Bond that's going to be discussed is Daniel Craig because we're looking oh. at Bond twenty. So Daniel Craig, okay. I got this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, Daniel Craig. Uh, I'll go first. Okay, I'll go sure. first with my one, and uh, we'll go one 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 two 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 three three three. We cool sure. with that? Right. Sure. Okay. So Daniel Craig walks into the video store. I think Daniel Craig is going to go and ask for a copy of The Thomas Crown Affair from 1968. Oh, okay. Nice. I think wow. so. I, th- I think Craig's Bond. Okay. I think okay. I, I think Craig's Bond's all over this film. And I'll tell you why. Okay. It's charismatic. It's a stylish film. Norman Jewison's direction is really tight. You know, we got good camera work going on there. It's, it's a fantastic film. Singularly cold in motive, you know, like it, it's it's just sort of like, okay, we're going out. We're going to we're going to pull so this artistic. heist. Yeah. But I also think, you know, that he would Shepard. recognize that sort of sly female partner you know from right. his time in casino royale a little bit yeah yeah and, there you go and maybe maybe just for a minute he would consider if he should exit the intelligence racket to oh. try to try the heist racket and mm. I, th- I think i think there's a lot in there plus i think bond in the craig era uh, shares more than a little bit of physical acumen with the Steve McQueen, you know? With, with oh, no, uh, and... you're not wrong on that. You're not, that's a good choice. That's a very yeah, good yeah. choice. So I, also, I, I'm going there. That's, that's my no, call on that, That's number a very one. good choice. I also want to say that I really enjoy uh, the score of it. Yeah, it's, it's a nice good. one. Yeah. So that's me, number one. I won't I won't go into my uh, my snacks yet. I think we do that when we're finished. Okay. Though. Right. Okay. So what about you, Fair Jeff? Enough. What's what's one of your Craig choices? Uh, so one of my Craig choices is actually uh, the Italian job, the original with Michael. Okay. Green. Right. Good one. Good one. Yeah, I think I figure I could just see him because obviously uh, he he enjoys driving cars in Italy. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> and I thought he would probably appreciate uh, a film like that uh, with a you know a younger Michael Caine. Um, and, and a UK sort of star in a sense, and a UK right? Yes. Star and no and, coward, too. and uh, and a British and a British car to boot. Uh-huh. Very uh, much so. And uh, yeah, I just figured he would probably appreciate it. Probably say, "Oh, I can do that better," or <laughs> "That turn was sloppy," or uh, "Right on." Nice I, I just one. I could I could see him going in there, uh, you know, going through all the different choices and say, "Hey, you know what? I think this is a good one." Yeah. Josh, what about you? Give us your first Craig choice. Well, I think after all of the events of Casino Royale and mm-hmm. uh, Quantum of Solace, Craig's Bond is going to go to Blockbuster, and he's going to be really missing Vesper at this point, probably mm-hmm. almost like a withdrawal. He's going to rent Bertolucci's The Dreamers. <laughs> because that girl looks a lot like Vesper. A lot like Vesper. This sounds like a punishing rental to me, but okay. <laughs> Sounds a bit of masochism happening here. Oh, oh. It, it really, really is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say any more about that? I was also thinking he'd rent Kingdom of Heaven. Uh, if, if, perhaps, maybe if it was if Dreamers wasn't available, he might go over Kingdom of Heaven and 
and mm. kind of I guess put himself in Orlando Bloom's shoes and you know romance Ava Green that way I suppose. That's but, interesting. Okay. Yeah, right. I, I went with Dreamers instead because <laughs> yeah. a little more erotic, I guess you could say. And so uh, when, okay, yeah. So <laughs> does does now does he ask for that or does he just go slyly try to find it himself? Yeah, and, yeah, it's, yeah. It's in the secret section. It's no, in it's, the, in, the, it's in the forum section. In the forum it? section. Yeah, that's right. It's where right? it would be. And it would be what beside Rochelle, Rochelle? Like yeah. in the <laughs> So here's a Melanta Mince. So is this where we say, so are we, okay, just so I'm clear, are we going to talk about the snack now or are we going to talk about if they rewind this film? Well, I think what we do, maybe we talk about snacks and we talk, but see, you've done something different, Jeff. You went all, you went all out here, didn't you? You selected a snack and soda for each film. Well, which it, is, doesn't, it doesn't matter, yeah, but I, I was going to, I was yeah. going to say like, would, would Craig's bond for the dreamers, would there be, would he get in trouble for like someone saying that the tracking is really bad at certain parts of the dreamers? <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. Okay. Yeah. Move back, move back to me now. I'll, I'll give you my second um, Daniel Craig selection. Now, this is at first a bit of an odd choice, but hear me out, okay? Just like Josh rationalized it, I, I'm going to try my best here with this one, okay? I think, I think that Craig would enjoy a little bit of Anthony Hopkins and Emma Thompson in The Remains of the Day. Oh, oh my God! I, I chose that for some lot for another Bond. That's amazing. Fuck, did you? That is nuts. <laughs> Well, okay, in the film, right, if you're not familiar with the film... I don't think I know the film. Right, well, if you're, if you're not familiar with the film, I mean, I'm just going to try to... Like, let's condense it really quick. Yeah, she, she loves her butler, and the butler, played by Anthony Hopkins, loves his kind of devotion to, you know, his singular purpose, right? Like, that that's what it's all about. But he has to go against his master, or his, his employer, when his moral compass has shifted a little bit, when, when his boss... The, the owner takes takes people in. Um, at first, we've got some Jewish refugees going on. Then we've got some Nazis going on, and he's told to do things right. that he's he's not happy doing. And so this guy who, you know, is is driven by his singular purpose, this private servant, similar to a public servant who can't kind of detach himself from what he wants to do, you know, he learns that it's okay to express his emotions. He learns that it's okay to, to have a, a relationship where he's a bit vulnerable. And I think all these sorts of things, Craig's Bond needs to learn a little bit, you know? And so... Yeah. The remains it's of the like, day. It's like his Pygmalion, his uh, or or his uh, yeah, my fair lady. Yeah. Should say. Okay. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, I and that's kind of how I see it, Josh. I do see it kind of like a confused catharsis for him. I can picture Craig's Bond crying on the couch privately as he's watching this without quite understanding why, you know. And I, I like the idea of of him finding in the character of Hopkins Butler a little bit of solace, you know, and a little okay. bit of, but also a little bit of um, standing up for what he thinks is right, you know, going against. Sometimes, you know, you got to go against what you believe in in order hmm. to do the right thing. And I mean, I think Craig Craig shows that, doesn't he? So that that's that's I know it's kind of an off piece choice, but I think that really spoke to me. So the remains of the day from '93. Yeah, I'll go for that rental. Nice. Okay. okay, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I guess I'll go next. Uh, so I think uh, Daniel Craig's Bond will will find a lot of action movies just 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 like really really lame and over CGI'd and stuff these days. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like what the uh, what the what I think he being you know raised the way that he was as an orphan and hood and everything. I mm-hmm. think he would have been exposed to some like classic uh, movies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think his hero would have and I think he might have emulated himself possibly after Steve McQueen. Steve so, McQueen, I. I think, and I think I, I can picture Daniel Craig sitting down uh, with his. I'm going to give away his drink, his mm-hmm. Heineken, watching bullets. Yeah, but oh, okay. Okay, yeah, bullet. That, good oh, choice. Yeah, that, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah that's a good one. Now, can you buy alcohol at a concession stand? That's I guess you can. I guess. I, I mean, I didn't yeah, go we'll for any alcoholic drinks. He'll find a way. He'll find a way. I think bullets a good choice, Josh. I mean, it's it's a. You probably you know, would just run though. through the wall, go to the staff room, and find the seventeen-year-old kid who's going to a party that night and grab his Heineken. <laughs> grab and that's his beer. What there we go. Good choice, Josh. Bullet's a great film. I mean, we don't have to talk about its details here, but I think what you're saying is right. The style, the action, the kind of retro... Well, it's, not, it's retro now, Count but... the hubcaps yeah. and the chase yeah. And Lelo's just like score seven. again as well. Another Schifrin score, yeah. Good choice. Jeff, what about you? Craig, number two. Uh, so, uh, number two, um, I think Craig, you know, he, he appreciates just to relax, and I think this is sort of an aspect that he doesn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is do a lot of flying. Like, yeah, we know you can do, like, the helicopters, but uh, I thought, you know, uh, one where he would just sort of be able to relax, it's a Friday night, put up his feet kind of yep. thing, is uh, he would choose Top Gun. Ah, good choice. I think good he would choice. go, I think Did he'd walk know? in there. Yeah, man. Because, <laughs> you, know, he, he, you know what, he probably even has... <laughs> yeah, well, I just I could just see him walk right in and just go uh, and just grab Top Gun and uh, yeah, he would nice just one. be like, yeah, this is what I feel like today. I need to have some Kenny Loggins uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. score and uh, yeah, On Zimmer, just, Zimmer, yeah. Um, I could definitely see him just sort of just chill out on his couch, put his feet up, and it would and, be a chill out, wouldn't uh, it? Oh yeah, he'd probably have a white white T-shirt. You know, some Wrangler jeans and just pop it in. Bring, nice bring it back to last week. We got Lalo Schifrin, uh, and then we also have Tom Cruise. Very good. There you That's go. true. Yeah. Well Are done. Mission Possible, eh? Hey. Hey. Yeah. Right. Let's go about to my third and final Craig selection. I mulled over this one a little while, guys, but at the end of the day, I think that um, you know because he lives and he operates within this sort of lone wolf existence for so much of you know the tenure of his of his films, and he seems to excel in that. I do think that privately, Craig's Bond would love to have a bit of buddy cop action. I think he'd love to have a partner. I think he would love to have someone that, for weekend viewing at least, he could kind of chill with because he spends so much time alone and so much time unhappy and solitary. Uh, And while the genre... I want to see a movie about James Bond's buddy, like his his bloke Mm. next door. Hey, man. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Jimmy. What's up, mate? Well, that's right, because, you know, (laughs) I think he he could maybe have that relationship with Felix, but Felix is just on again, off again, in and out. Uh, Mathis is killed. There'll be a bloke next door that he runs into after work all the time, guaranteed. For sure. But when, oh, when, yeah. Math, when Mathis dies, and it, you know he doesn't have that buddy, and so I think he would look for that in, in some films from, a, from time to time. Now, to me, I think that... I don't know, maybe you guys disagree with me. Do you think... like When I think of which Bonds work best with the collaborators of Q Branch and with MI6 and all the rest of it, I think that Craig's Bond yearns for buddiness in a way that the other Bonds just kind of don't. Like, I think Dalton is irritated by everybody that he yeah. works with. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. That, I think Craig, Craig is a social animal. I agree with that. Yeah, I, think, I anyway. can actually picture him showing up at Q's door in the middle of the night going, what are you up to? And then, mm-hmm. you, and then Q mm-hmm. lets him in, and then Q's watching, like, Doctor Who or something. I can picture Daniel Craig, like, Bond making fun of it while he's watching it. Yeah. While he's I watching think, it, yeah. yeah. 
Oh man, that's but, totally true. That's that's he's like, think, what is this? And he's like totally like watching. <laughs> he just it. grabbed whatever is on the table and eating it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He just grabbed like he grabbed like the failed pizza or as or, or a kebab that's just been there and like it's got like the congealed like uh, like uh, sauce and he's just like eating it. And the cues just like cues anime figurines. Yeah, he's making exactly. He's making fun of his anime figurines or like he's got I don't know like he's like oh you read uh, Oblix and Asterix too oh cool and then he's just like. Q's just got like bedhead and he's got like his friggin' uh, bathrobe on. Bathrobe on, just staring at him like. And he has what? a cat too, I thought. Didn't he mention he had a cat? And he, he could just yeah, see him right, yeah. like, okay, like, is this happening right now? Like, you're just gonna, okay, hi. <laughs> like, but you, you see, know. you guys read that as well. It's not just kind of, <laughs> it's not just me. Like, I do think that there is this, there's a social ability to him that we don't quite see explored fully. And I sure. think that, Absolutely. I think that within his rental world, I think he would also appreciate kind of like a linear, straightforward mission because the, the movies he's in, the plots that he's involved with are not digestible necessarily. They're always huge, right? They're always these big, complex, like world governing issues. Whereas I think, yes. give him a buddy film, Give him a buddy film where he gets that sort of uh, appeasement, right? And for that reason, I'm thinking Lethal Weapon is his go-to number three. Ah, nice. The, the original one. The original one, yeah. And because, you, you you know, you've also Chain got a bit of conflict script. there, Perfect. right? Mm, that's I, I think so. I, I think. I mean, it, it's ultimately a difficult and maybe unconceivable task for him to be riding shotgun with anybody else. But I think part of his professional and social makeup kind of wants that and so yeah I'm, I'm thinking he might tune out with a lethal weapon i was always weirded out by that movie because the villain's name is mr joshua yeah. <laughs> played by gary Busey. that's right uh, yes yeah. yep okay so we've uh do we oh no we still have a one number three what's your number, number three, three then jeff uh mine is actually taxi driver i can definitely see oh, right i can see i could see the the craig bond loving taxi driver mm. Um, yeah, I just, it, it's just, it is a bleak outlook, huh? Yeah, it definitely is. And it's a, I could just seem to be like, yeah, I like it. Because we obviously know how emotional and like uh, he is. And so, you know, he's got a lot of anger issues. Yeah, he and I could shine armor for Jodie Foster, that's for sure. Yeah, he exactly. Would take care, he would take care of Harvey Keitel and those people, that's for damn sure. Yeah, I just, I just, I just thought it was like, in two seconds, I was like, that's one that he would, I could definitely see him watching. Good show. Uh, and, I don't know. If, uh, I don't know if Craig's bomb would have the uh, awkward date that he, that uh, De Niro and uh, Sybil Shepherd had, though. Oh, I don't think so. Or maybe well, they would. It might I, be I awkward, don't know. But, not <laughs> uh, but no, I could see. I could definitely see Craig really enjoy Taxi Driver, and I, I'm and I'm sure that he would have rented it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like I could, I could actually see him do that scene in his own mirror while he's uh, <laughs> while he's putting on his tux to go yeah. somewhere. A, young, a younger, a younger Perhaps Craig Bond. Pre-Casino yeah. Royale Bond, yeah. you know, when yeah. he's still learning the ropes and stuff. That's and right. He hasn't got a double O yet. Yeah. I can see that. And, sure. and one, one day when he's really bored, like he actually has a day off, he probably actually broke. Because you know that, like, Daniel Craig's Bond has one has one dresser that is Ikea. Everything else is okay. Broke so many dressers <laughs> just yeah. so he can make the just slide so he can, Exactly. <laughs> So what, oh. what about you, Josh? What's your final Craig choice? <laughs> I, I think uh, in the end, uh, Daniel Craig's Bond, I think he just wants to relax sometimes. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think like, he likes watching old, you know, old movies like Bullet and stuff like that. And, right. you know, 
and obsessed with this Ava Green star because she looks like the best. <laughs> but I think he just wants to literally dumb down and pun intended. Uh-huh. I think he's going to enjoy dumb and dumber. Nice. <laughs> nice. Just I a total think, tune out think, comedy. I think it's just a guy who, you know, we know that he has more of like a special air service background than instead of like a naval background. Mm-hmm. Break That's right. I can just kind of see that's kind of movie that he might have saw, you know, like in the barracks or something like that. And okay. that's just something that that's just takes cool. him back to, like, sure. you know, his good times in his youth, if there, there were any. It's definitely the standout of the nine that we've selected. That's definitely the one that kind of stands out, doesn't it, in contrast to what we see. So I think you're right. I think that could probably speak to something, uh, you know, with his the camaraderie of his pals, maybe, if indeed he watched that in the barracks or on mission <laughs> or something like that. That's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So in terms I can of see him snacks, laughing at the whole like, do you know the most annoying sound in the whole world? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, in terms of soda and snacks, guys, I think um, I'll go. I'll go. Okay, I think when he walks up, when he walks up to that concession stand, he's got his three films. I think he's looking at that uh, attractive young sales clerk or the attractive old sales clerk uh, or the handsome young man. <laughs> I don't think it matters who he's looking at. And he says to her, he says to him, "Hand me a San Pellegrino or a Lacroix." Now, okay, Sam I, I can see that. I think he goes for one of these flavored sparkling waters. Okay, yeah, I don't yeah. think he's going mm-hmm. to hit himself with like a sugary soda. Uh, however, now, you know, I, I, you might disagree with me on this one, but I think because he's got some childhood trauma right going on, I think Craig's bond has got a lot of repression issues going on. I think he's got a lot of sort of these Freudian things happening. I think that some early time in his life. He was given one of these like, you know, big peppermint chocolate bars or like, well, over here we call them fries, peppermint creams, right? I don't know no. what the equivalent would be over there, but in, in, in uh, North America, I've all but forgotten now, but so you must be able like to get. Pep? What is that? It yeah, maybe like, 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 like a Klondike way. bar, you know, like a yeah. Klondike yeah, bar, yeah, so, like, something uh, like that, right? Yeah. Sure. And, and I, I can see him going for that because it reminded, like he's got this thing going on as it reminds him of his childhood. So I can see him asking for a big, a big fries peppermint cream, uh, even know. if he doesn't quite understand why, and going home and, and, and tucking into that with a, with a San Pellegrino. Yeah, that's, nice. that's what I go. think. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's my choices I've, for him. I think uh, that uh, he's in England. I don't know. Did, did they sell beer at like some of the, at the rental stores or? Well, uh, no, I don't think they do, no. Okay. Well, I, I think... I, I think, like I had said, he would just run through the wall into the employee. He, he, he could get it. You, you want him having his Heineken. Take it out exactly. of the backpack of the And then the he's going to get some mixed nuts. That, that, that's oh, me. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. A Heineken and mixed nuts. That's a Daniel Craig Bond movie. Okay, day. cool. Right, cool. Jeff, what's your So, he, again, what's I, I kind of did it per movie, but um, so I'll just quickly say for the ones. So, for the Italian job, I thought he would have, like, a nice cart. He'd get, like, a, like a carton of milk and some glass-head peanuts. I don't know. I just thought that would work. For Top Gun, he'd have a Lipton iced tea and some cheesies. And that's what I mean. So he's watching it with, like, a white T-shirt, so he'd get the cheesies all over his shirt. Yeah. Uh, and for Taxi Driver, um, water and Chex Mix. Chex Mix? Yeah. That's a blast from the past. Yeah. For me, anyway. <laughs> nice work. So which of those snack combinations uh, do you think Craig would lean towards? I want to say the milk and the gloss had peanuts for me. Nice. Okay. <laughs> milk and peanuts. Oh, and and so, okay. Uh, do you think that he rewinds or not? I think Daniel Craig does rewind the film. Yeah, I think he does. I don't I think, think he's... he's... courteous to the, to the people who provide him his movies. I, I think he is. <laughs> I think it's just part of his discipline. Yeah, I mean, I, he, he tends to be I nice to know. counter staff, doesn't he? When he, In places he, he goes. 
I don't think he also wants to keep a low profile, so he doesn't want to be the guy that doesn't rewind, you know. But here's the thing: I think he likes walking in and people recognizing him, going, "Oh, here's Mr. Bond, the girl behind the cash." Yeah, he's awesome. Uh uh So here's the thing, though: (laughs) if he doesn't get good customer service, he wouldn't rewind it. He would remember that, and he would not rewind it. Yeah, that's a good point too. If Uh he did have good customer service, he would definitely rewind it. So it's not unconditional what you're saying. It's 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 dependent upon how he how he how he's treated. I think so. Okay. Exactly. Cool. Right. Well, there's our take on Daniel Craig. Let's see who our next Bond is going to be. All ready for this? All right. The next Bond who's walking into the video store to rent is... Sean Connery. Ah, okay. It's Connery time. It's Connery's weekend. Right, why don't you start then, Jeff? I started the last time. You you lead off. Okay, so one of the films uh, I feel like Connery's Bond would watch would be The Longest Day. And, of course, uh, Connery (laughs) is actually in that film. But that doesn't matter. No, I know, but I'm just saying. That's a good looking chap there on the screen. Yeah, I was going to say, I can (laughs) definitely see that, that Bond, though, watch The Longest Day. Nice one, yeah. And that is a great film. Great war film. Lots of uh, impressive cast. Lots lots of stuff going on. I don't know, Josh, Jeff, how representative it is of the truth behind Market Garden. Or sorry, sure. uh, D-Day, uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it's a good one, isn't it? Yep. Yes. I love it. It's I, pretty I, close. I mean, it's one of the first real attempts to kind of capture the feel yeah. of it. Because it does I, use I, that newsreel, uh, uh, kind of like the shaky camera thing kind of begins uh-huh. with, that, uh, with that film. I, I really love that film. I mean, yes, I it's a, it's a classic, but That's a good I, I, choice. Feel, yeah. I feel that Connery would definitely watch, or the Connery Bond would definitely watch Longest Day. I, I agree with you. I think that that's a good choice for Connery. Jo- uh, Josh, what about you? Connery number one. Yep. Still in the vein of World War II movies. Uh, now, the, old, the older Sean Connery Bond, uh, he wants to check out some of the new modern war movies, mm-hmm. and he's very impressed with uh, Christopher Nolan's depiction of uh-huh. the world. Dunkirk. Oh, Don, oh Dunkirk. Fair, eh? fair, okay. Fair. Yes. So, uh, uh, yeah, very good. Yeah. Yeah. If I, if I, especially those rousing scenes with uh, Tom Hardy in, in his, uh, in uh-huh. his uh, yeah, Spitfire. Sure. Yeah, okay. Sure. Cool. Right. So you guys both went down the war category. I have to say I don't have a single war film on my chosen three for Connery. Not to say that if we extended this to ten, I wouldn't. But right, my number one, this is the film that immediately came to mind. Um and I hope it doesn't say more about me than him, but perhaps it does. I think Sean Connery would be all up for 1997's Boogie Nights. Okay. <laughs> I think he'd like this. I almost chose that for another Bond, but I didn't. I, I do. I, you know, I think he'd find this movie enjoyable because let's, let's look at what it is, right? You got a modern film, relatively modern film, built around powerful men and a misogynist industry, right? It's not, it's not spy work, but it's still something that he would appreciate in terms of gender representation and relationships and sort of, you know, power and authority. I think that he would, he would like this film, his Bond, at least. You know, if I'm yeah, thinking, okay. if I'm That's thinking fair. about the Bond back then, and we know that he likes his you know hanky panky we, we know yeah. that he likes his blonde yeah exactly so yeah. i think connery is going to sit down he's going to undo his shirt he's going to have that hair out there you know he's going to have to what, whatever sort of rug is, is happening he's going to enjoy a bit of boogie nights okay i got a very hairy Im- imagery there about, well he's uh, a hairy man and well, you, know, I, hairy. you know it's not yeah it's yeah. his bond is is not ashamed He's probably going to be like, you know, um, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. We have the same kind of chest hair. Mm-hmm. And I also don't believe... And rugs. 
yeah. and drugs. I don't, I don't think that Connery's Bond is, is going to be shy about asking for rent in this one either. I think he's going to go straight up no. there and say, you know, give me that boogie nice shit. That's what he's going to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He just takes no prisoners when it comes to rentals. Absolutely, and he doesn't give a crap what anyone thinks of him. And he'll just, <laughs> he'll, just right, yeah. he'll just charm them in his own way anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. Right. Sure. So, uh, what about you then, uh, Jeff? Back to you for number two. Uh, so I, so okay, I didn't go in order, but the, I the one the first one I had actually was Casablanca. I could mm-hmm. see this this the Connery's Bond love Casablanca. Uh, he probably would uh, go he would go through you know the the different titles he probably likes noirs and that kind of stuff and uh, again it, it takes place during world war ii it's considered one of the best films of all time it's one of my favorite films and i could i could definitely see him just put it in and uh just sit there quietly with his with his feet up mm-hmm. and and enjoy this film yeah, and it is a great movie, and I can see kind of like you know elements of style and coolness, and it's there, mm-hmm. isn't it? I mean, he. he could, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shout, Josh. Yeah, so <clears throat> for his next pick, Mr. Bond, uh, as played by Sean Connery, uh, he's going to uh, pick up <clears throat> 2008 uh, Iron Man, directed by John Favreau. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. He's. Uh, he loves. He, I can see him instantly enjoying uh, the lifestyle of Tony Stark, mm-hmm. all the girls and the cars and all the gadgets yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Prior, of course, to his catharsis and realizing, you know, that, you know, mm-hmm. he can do better. Yeah. Things. But uh, I, yeah, I think he really enjoyed that. I think he'd take notes down that he that he'll bring to Q the next day. That and Q will be really pissed off with him <laughs> because some of these things are absolutely impossible. But he thinks that Q can do it. He has confidence in Q, but Q is just annoyed, and I, I think they they never really approached that relationship and. I don't know. I just think Connery would really enjoy mm-hmm. Iron Man for multiple reasons. There you do you go. Think, do you think Connery's Bond would uh, treat the women in his life the same way that Tony Stark does? Because uh, he's kind of he's kind of he's kind of like Iron a bunk- Man. Tony Stark. Yes, I think he would. Okay. Uh, but I think he'd find po- I find, even though he's in a metal suit and doing all this badass stuff. I think Connery's Bond would find Tony Stark a bit of a pussy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Hiding behind the machinery, even though he wants to play with it. Yeah, yeah. well, well, just on, the, just on the basis that, like, because the whole story of Iron Man, like, in the first film, anyways, is how he becomes Iron Man, mm-hmm. how he becomes a better person as Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Before, he was just, like, a war profiteer, you know, who has an experience that, you know, so he's a better person because yeah. of Iron Man than before. So I just think Connery would love it being the playboy that he was true but he'd also kind of diminish him for being a bit of a pussy you know what i mean mm-hmm. okay Connery's could, words not mine good god good choice by the way i wouldn't have gone there myself but i can see it talking your yeah. way through it uh again I, I went somewhere different um i'm thinking 1986 crocodile dundee okay <laughs> oh i think Con- uh, I had that you know what he would he totally would that. love that freaking movie i think oh, he would man, like it you know movie. i think he would it's, he would freaking love it you're that's awesome this is Enjoy. about as exotic and escapist <laughs> as i think connery's bond would get and I, I get that you know crocodile dundee is more like a comic book character than a spy obviously but he gives he gives you exactly what's on the tin, right? It, yes. and, and for so many reasons, I think Connery's Bond would appreciate the directness, the intimidation factor he holds when he talks to people on the street, the fucking knife he pulls out. I think yeah, that, exactly. And, and Josh, you said it, right? It's this, I don't give a shit about what people think of me. And I think that yeah. he would like that about the character. I don't think, though, that he would appreciate the ending, right? Where, Con- where he goes back and he gets the girl. I think Connery's Bond would just leave the girl until she came back to him. 
Yeah, um, exactly. That yeah, ro- that right. romantic right. subway thing. I don't think that would happen uh, no, in Connery's yeah, life. But yeah, escapist Friday night fun. Yeah, Crocodile Dundee. I think you get a kick out of it. There you go. And in the subway, wouldn't it be just that underground train from the like the Japanese guy? He'd take that. Oh so. yeah, he t- he would take uh, yeah the Tiger Tanaka's train. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Tiger yeah. Tanaka. He'd blow past her in the train. He'd be like, it's, yeah. yeah, I'm away. Yeah. yeah, good one. Right back to you, Jeff. Number three, Connor. Uh, so I think he would rent Conan. <laughs> okay. Which <laughs> one? Yeah. Of no, the the ori- no, no, the, the original. original. Yeah. yeah. Well, par- partially. He'd be like, "Look at this guy go!" <laughs> and just like, and he, yeah, I think he would just—I think he would love it. I could just see him just sit there and just like have a really deep laugh and just be like, "This is great." You know, I'm picturing Sean Connery like in his white tux, like walking into like Tulsa Doom's orgy yeah. or whatever, and just like talking shit and making Doom look like I don't care if you're James, you're James Earl Jones, you know. <laughs> What do you think I, Connery would do with the giant? Snake? I don't know. I, I think that he, what I can I can picture him like in a really nice sort of like Japanese kimono that he oh, got from like I his, his wife. Out of my nose! Oh my god! When you said Connery and the giant snake. Oh, <laughs> oh, so I can picture him in like a kimono mm-hmm. that he got from his wife, mm-hmm. and uh, but he's watching it in the rompus room. Oh, very nice. So, yeah, like he, you know, he's renting. Obviously, he, he rented it from Blockbuster, and but I think that's where he would watch it. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, that that's an inspired choice. Actually, the more I think of it, <laughs> Joshua, you're number two or you're number three. Sorry, buddy, your third and final Connery film. So Sean Connery, uh, he's, he, I don't know. He, for some reason, he just wants to see how espionage is doing in the post Cold War days. So mm-hmm. Connery's Bond decides to rent Ronin by John Frankenheimer, ah, in 1997. Ah, oh, that's nice. a nice tie-in to something's coming up on our show later. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, he just wants to, you know, just see the, you know, just, just get a feel for the life again, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, right. Good. Yeah. And also, but because he's been in the, in that life, he's also very meticulously critic of, critical about mm-hmm. nitpicking every detail and all that kind of stuff. So you wouldn't want to watch it with him? Yeah. Is that what you're he saying? Would've... Not. He would definitely rob the fun out of it, that's for sure. It's like watching it's like watching a war movie or an action movie with like with like mm-hmm. soldiers or any form of like paramilitary organization with a friend of mine uh, yeah. uh, who happens to be a little bit of a um, what's the word uh, from a military background right uh, yeah those that is the those, word. Are, those are fun experiences because they you can't have the same critical acumen as that person because they're not watching on a critical level mm-hmm. in terms of like you know formal. Uh, Hollywood structure, you know, like mm-hmm. how it's made. They're critical criticizing, you know, the authentication of yeah, the trolling work, and the that, experience, the consulting work that was done, you know, on the film in terms of making a, a realistic military experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be anyway. tough, I guess. But yeah, yeah I think that's cool. But I think Connery would like the car chases and Ronin and stuff. And oh, uh, yeah, I think you definitely identify with Robert De Niro's character. I think you kind of see him as like a, a surrogate figure for himself. Hmm. That. Uh, and I think you, I, I think uh, in, a, in a perfect world, like mm-hmm. the ninety Sean Connery bond, bond would probably have a good time with Jean Reno. Yeah, I, you got a soft spot for Reno, don't you? Well, he's a cool guy. He's he, I don't know. I, I most of the movies I see him in, I, I enjoy his character. So well, yeah, I remember liking him a lot when I saw him in earlier films, but. Uh, or when I was younger, but I didn't like him. Yeah. Mission Impossible. There we we reviewed recently. And well, that so, was probably one of the worst characters he's played. Like I yeah. actually hate yeah. his character in that yeah. movie. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, cool. Well, I look forward to seeing him in, in Ronan. And what about you, Scott? What's your last one? My third and final Connery film uh, is Bonnie and Clyde. 
Nice. Oh, okay. I think yeah. that he'd love the action and the violence mm-hmm. uh, between, yeah. and you know, the bond between sure. Beatty and Dunaway is pretty good in the film. Um, for sure. It would be fun yeah, for him, I think, to have that sort of, just a rough, tough, you know, enjoyable adventure through the American crime mythos, because so much yeah, of his work is like European based, you know. Uh, yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah, I sure. think that he would find it interesting, particularly post um, uh, post Vegas in Diamonds Are Forever. If you watch this, maybe when that assignment had ended, he'd uh, he'd kind of think, "Well, oh, that was a little more exciting than the shit I just went through to throw Bullfeld <laughs> off off of an oil rig." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. Uh, yeah, okay. that's that's what I'd go through for. So. So what's Sean um, going to be for a soda and a snack? Oh, yeah, Jeff has to do his last one. No, no Jeff, no, Jeff's no, done. No, no. I was just going to say, does he rewind? No. No. Connery's yeah. Bond just leaves it wherever the hell he wants it and stuffs it back. He might not. He might just throw it at the door. I don't think he'd yeah. necessarily drop it in the slot box. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's an innuendo. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, he definitely wouldn't rewind it for sure. He wouldn't. I don't think. Josh, do you disagree with that? Do you think Connery's Bond would rewind? No, I don't think he would at all. No. I think he'd find the whole process ridiculous and something, <laughs> yeah. you know, something yeah. that like the lower classes need to do. Mm. And, uh, okay, so well, what about... Why, why wouldn't they rewind it for him? Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. He probably literally uh, returns the, the video unrewinded but puts like a it puts like a, a two-pence or something in the guy's pocket at the cash. Mm. He'd probably tell the guy to go get it back from his house and here, here's the buck, go get it from my house. <laughs> if you want it, go get it. <laughs> go get it, yeah. Uh, okay, what about the snacks? Well, I, I thought about this a lot. Um, I I think that Sean Connery Bond, I don't think Connery's Bond orders or drinks soda very often. Uh, but when he does, when he does, I think he he's going to go for the real real deal. And so for that reason, I think he's he's not just going to order Coke. I think he's going to demand a Mexican Coke, you know, oh, the, which, you, which you uses... Describe this to us. Well, a Mexican Coke, I mean, you guys know more about it than I do. It, yeah, it, isn't that Horitos or what's that? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, it yeah. uses, it yeah. uses cane oh, sugar instead yeah. of fructose. And so it has a real heavy sugary taste. Uh, I mean, there, okay. there was... No, no, no. Just a heavier flavor. Like there's a, it's a more complex Coke than the one that is manufactured in the United States. It's used fructose. Um, I was reading a Westchester, New York magazine that that describes the Mexican cola as having an ineffable spicy and herbal note. So it's a more complex. It's like a posh, snobbier Coke. Because I don't Westchester think Westchester magazine. Where are you getting that from? The Xavier School of <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> hey man, look, <laughs> I'm telling you, I looked, I looked into this stuff, okay? Because I, I know I've heard of Mexican Coke. I'm surprised you guys haven't. Like you can still buy it. It's, it's sold in these little posh uh, glass bottles, and. Yep. I think that there's a hint of snobbery about it. And when Connery wants, like, think about him and from Russia with love, you know, he orders yes. black coffee, very black figs. I think that he's going to order, yeah. if he's having a soda, he wants to have the best right. and the, the fullest hit as a spy. You know, he wants that strong coffee. He wants proper yes. sugary soda. So he's not going to have any of his fructose bullshit. He's going straight for yeah, the cane sugar. That's a, good, that's a good point. And in terms of snack, I think just to balance out that sugar, he's going to go dry roasted peanuts all the way. Nice. Yep. That's, true. that's 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 what I think. So I'm going for the Mexican Coke and uh, dry roasted peanuts. And if he can't get a Mexican Coke, he's just going to get Coke, Coca-Cola. Okay. Yeah, there you go. But, well, yeah. Being in England uh, or the UK anyways, I think Sean Connery's Bond, especially with his Scots, well, because he is playing James Bond, mm-hmm. who's half Scots, half Swiss anyways. Um, I think he's going to be going to have an Erlen Brew mm-hmm. and uh, Pringles regular. All right. So you went for another another beer. Iron Brew is like a pop. I I I, I bought that like a. Oh, like Iron a Iron Brew. 
Yeah, Urn right. Brew, yeah. Right. Well, nobody just nobody calls it Urn Brew. Hey, Karen Gillan does. I watched the thing of her pronouncing like Scottish stuff on YouTube and she called it an Urn Brew. Well, okay. look, I can tell you I live with I live in Scotland and it's Iron Brew. Even the, <laughs> even the people from Scotland. from Scotland. Well, she's not anymore. She don't talk like Anyway, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue about the phonetic accuracy. She sounds pretty Scots. Okay, fine. She's yeah, she's Scottish, right? But yeah. Iron Brew, right? Iron Brew. Okay, okay Iron Brew. <laughs> right. I think the emphasis is on the wrong syllable there. The emphasis, yes. Uh, okay, so but that's, my, that's a good so, shout. That's a good show, Josh. I think that um, he, yeah, yes. I think he could, he'd like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's pretty good. I like what's, that. What's I really he eating? About maybe like lemon shandy in a can or something like that. But mm-hmm. I think Aaron Brew is up his style because it's a strong ginger beer kind of <laughs> thing, right? So right. it's not, it's not so, a gingery beer. It's it's gingery. It's very uh, uh, gingery. Not really, like a little bit. Anyway, look, we're disagreeing about the wrong thing, I guess. Iron Brew is an excellent shout for Sean Connery. Yes. What about a snack? Yep. Uh, Pringles regular. <laughs> oh, Pringles, nice. Yeah. Why? Why? Why do you think you go Pringles? I just think like this idea that like they're stacked in a can and like they're all in a nice and orderly. You know what I mean? Okay. Like they're not like a wrinkly bag of chips. You know, like it seems more sophisticated. I think for the Sean Connery bond. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Jeff. Uh, okay, so like I said, I kind of did it for each film in this one, but uh, anyways, I'll just do it quickly. So I feel for Casablanca, he'd have a Perrier and some caviar. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, the caviar, I know it would probably be Boiled very hard to find at uh, Blockbuster, but yeah. uh, he has yeah. his sources. Maybe in Russia. You probably get to yeah, like exactly a... the Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Russian Blockbuster. There you go. Uh, for the longest day, he'd have a Cherry Coke and some Cracker Jacks. Mm, yeah. Cracker Jacks. Nice uh, choice. Nice choice. Yeah. And for Conan, he'd have Mountain Dew and pork rinds. Why not? Connery's Bond drinking Mountain Dew. And pork uh, rinds. Pork rinds, I can see. Mountain Dew, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's that's a little that's a little Kentucky waterfall, I think, for him. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay, cool. So, which of those three uh, snack and soda selections are you going to choose overall for the Connery Bond? Uh, I guess a Perry and caviar for Casablanca. Okay, cool. <laughs> Nice. Well, that's that's an interesting nine films there. <laughs> I don't know how many of our listeners are going to agree with us on those, but it's all about having fun and uh, playing along exactly. with the game, isn't it? Right, guys, let's see who's next. Two Bonds down, four to go. It's a cold, wintry night. The next Bond that crawls into the blockbuster looking for heat and film entertainment is... Hmm. Ah, it is... Your friend and mine, George Lazenby. <laughs> Mr. Lazenby coming into the blockbuster. What's he going to order? What's he going to request? Josh, your turn to go first, I think, this time. I think Lazenby as Bond, we know that he's a little more of a softy than Sean Connery's Bond. You know, he actually weeped over his wife's death and all that. Mm-hmm. Seems more of a sensitive guy who likes romantic montages. And also, you know, just being in a relationship that ended tragically, I think he's going to have some, you know, some pent-up feelings he wants to express. Okay. Box of tissues. I think he's going to he's going to see. Uh, so he's going to rent the classic, uh, mm-hmm. tragedy teen movie love story with uh, <laughs> Brian O'Neill and Ali McGraw. That's great, and that's a lovely soundtrack too. And I it think is, that he yes. could spin that when he was finished. I mean, Ali McGraw was also in the original Thomas Crown Affair, wasn't she? She was. Yeah, that's what I thought. Ooh, very nice. Good. Very okay. nice. 
I had not thought about that. I did think about the whole, you know, the, the, his character and the, the character arc and all of that. And I think that certainly has fed into my, my choices. But no, I did not go love story. But I can see that. Yeah, you think he's a sniffly guy on the couch, do you? I think he's a little bit, yeah. I, I, okay. I, I, I can see him and Tracy, like, watching something like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, How Green Is My Valley or something together, you know? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. What about yeah. you, Jeff? Number one. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean... I kind of guess chose something that was kind of contemporary at the time. I actually chose Bullet for him. Oh, did okay. you? Cool. Yeah, yeah, same year. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, 69, was 68. Right? No, Bullet was 68. But, but, it, would, but it would have been in the theaters but it would have been, time. Yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I can see him and Tracy going, you know, when they're doing their whole, like, uh, love montage, you know, for that couple of months or whatever. Yep. I can see them going, go, going to see that movie, you oh, know, yeah. in between him, sure. like, Walks on the beach and petting her cat and all that kind of stuff. Pet, petting her cat? Petting is, her is that cat. a euphemism for something, Josh? No, she, he literally pets her cat, like, in, in the movie. Okay, right. Okay, I understand. Thank you hey, for clearing that up. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, but yeah, so I definitely see him go and rent Bullet. That's what I would, I would see him rent that. Right, well, guys, I, I read... I read Lazenby's Bond a little bit differently. The, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to I'm going to jump on on the back of Josh's sort of idea. You know, he, he's suffering a little bit after the death of his wife. I think his ultimate bounce back film, and this is the only I'm one. Forever? No, nah, I, I, I think I think that he would really sympathize with this character. I think that he would maybe use this character situation as some ball busting motivation to go back and get Blofeld. I'm going John Wick 2014. Ooh. Oh yeah. Now I don't. I don't think that Lazenby would be able to execute the revenge the, the way that Wick does. But I think that he would be transfixed with this film the same way that like little kids, you know, with dreams of of becoming professional athletes, like to like like the to soak up those go get 'em type movies. You know, like oh, you can, you can do it stuff. So yeah, I think John Wick would give him a. Uh, Your wife's been killed, but mine was as well. And your dog now is the most important thing in your life. Maybe Josh, he would go get Tracy's cat, and you know he would start his own revenge story. There and you I, go. I think that John Wick would be a good choice, a good choice for his rental. Yeah. So uh, I went yeah. there. Yeah. Jeff, back to you. Uh, no, Josh, so, Josh, back no, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the next one, I think, uh, I think uh, he would not have. Re- he probably would have heard of it when it came out, but he probably just you know uh, glanced by him. But okay. um, I think eventually he would rent it. Just be, uh, I think he'll it would just be kind of like one of those rentals that he does, you know, just to see what it's like. Right. So I think he'll rent The Godfather by Francis Ford Coppola. Okay. And I think it's gonna it would probably stir some memories and remind him of like Mark Streco <laughs> or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. People forget that he was a mobster. That's right. Well, maybe he watched it with Draco because Draco oh. conceivably is still very much alive. That's true. I can, I can actually see Mark Ange kind of like, you know, with his Olympa there. Yeah, that, that's girl, right. That, that girl, they're just criticizing the whole movie, like saying, this, this, you wouldn't do it this way. They wouldn't do it that way, right? Or maybe maybe Draco and Bond, maybe they have like monthly meetups where even though Tracy's no longer with them, you know, he goes over to check on his son-in-law. And how's he doing? You know, does he need some microwave meals or something? And while he's there, <laughs> he, he sits down and watches The Godfather one day with them. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's there a good go. choice. Yeah, that's a good choice. Do. Because he was kind of married into the mob, so that's that's beauty, right, Jeff? Uh, well, just looking at all the martial arts, uh, kind of the way it was filmed in mm-hmm. uh, you know 
for Honor, Honor Majesty's Secret Service and that kind of stuff. I thought Lazenby, I was thinking of some martial art films, and I was like, you know what? You know what I think he would enjoy watching? Rush Hour. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Good one. Martial arts and, one. And, and, and regular action movie, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? That's a great you know, choice. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Rush yeah. Hour. Mm-hmm. And he's got a uh, sense so of humor. Like, he does have a sense exactly. of humor. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, why not? I thought, you know what? He would probably just be going down the section. Uh, and and uh, he would still definitely have his turtleneck and his uh, tweed coat on. Mm-hmm. And he would be flipping through, and, you know, he'd pass, like, you know, uh, Delta Force, and he'd pass all these different things. And he'd go through some martial arts shows. And he'd be like, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to try Rush Hour. Why not? There you and go. Nice then one. I pick it up. Well, guys, my 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 next one is kind of well. This is how I read the Lazenby Bond. Okay, like obviously what happened to him (laughs) with Tracy, I I went there with John Wick, right? But I I actually think that before this, I think that and and when he recovers from this loss, if if he properly does, we know that the Bond character doesn't properly, but. I believe that at heart here, this is a guy... I mean, you, you saw as well as I did in Majesties, how he looks at that playboy. I mean, he's got a wry sense of humor. There's some immaturity there. Probably even enjoys these, you know, the dirty jokes and the, the spoofs. And I think he'd love the naked gun. I think he would sit down <laughs> and love that oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I went the naked gun from 1988 as a second choice. Oh, man, do I love that movie. Uh, that's great. That's a good one. So, right. uh, Josh? The third and final Lazenby film in my selection. I mm-hmm. think I uh, mentioned John Wick, you know, and just a big action movie, something that's very cathartic. Yep. Uh, just like, you know, taking a whole bunch of bad guys out and stuff after the whole Tracy death. Uh-huh. I, I think uh, I think he's going to uh, pick up a copy of A Fistful of Dollars by... Uh, <laughs> you know what's funny? I almost put The Man With No Name for him. That's nice one. Fun. I almost did that, yeah. Fistful mm-hmm. of Dollars specifically, because yeah, that's my what, favorite yeah. of the series, but uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything, Josh, in Fistful that you think is better suited to Lazenby than than one of the other Man with No Name films? I can just kind of see a bit uh, like the sensitive uh, Lazenby Bond, a little more of a mm-hmm. fantasist. So I think mm-hmm. he can kind of mm-hmm. imagine himself into that setting, you know, like Cowboys yeah, and okay. Indians. Yeah, that he nice probably, would, probably would have grown up with as a boy, you know what I mean? Cool, cool. Yeah, no, that's good. That's All good. those like uh, those like Louis L'Amour, like paperback novels. Nice one. Jeff, number three. Uh, I Last think he would... Uh, this is one where I think he just kind of, you know... Um, oh, I want to see an action movie, you know, it's Friday night kind of thing. I think he'd like to watch The Dirty Dozen. Again, kind of contemporary mm. for when it came out. Um, a guy film... You know, yeah, and I, I think, yeah. uh, I think he would, I think he'd really enjoy the Dirty Dozen. I think he'd just sort of like to see how you know the mission plays out, and just all the different kind of characters. And uh, it's kind of a bit lighthearted. Not, I shouldn't say lighthearted, but um, I, th- I, I think just I understand think, what you mean. If yeah. you know what I mean. But it's, uh, it's a fun film, and I think he would appreciate it. And I could definitely see him uh, wanting to maybe spend some of his free time. Uh, just watching, just sitting down and watching a, a good action, like World War II action film like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I mean, you, you, your three are, are, are pretty sound. You got Bullet, Rush Hour, and The Dirty Dozen. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a good triptych there. I like that. I like that. Josh went for, at, at first, maybe a little more saccharine, a little bit more dramatic. And yeah. I, I kind of went the opposite direction, apart from John Wick. I, I am playing more to the comedy, more to the fun. Because my third choice is a Tony Curtis and Natalie Wood film. Oh from, yeah, it's uh, it's Sex and the Single Girl from 1964. Oh. 
I think that in my impression of the of George Lazenby's Bond, he's happiest when he's watching one of these soft, sort of silly, um, ephemeral but still very pretty to look at actor and actresses, you know, uh, firing away in this sort of salacious but tame at the same time. I mean, you think of you know romance, like rom com. I think that's what he's after. It's peppery okay. film, supported by Lauren Bacall. We got Henry Fonda in there. It's, it's playful. It's promiscuous. I think it's as on the nose as Lazenby's Bond is gonna like things to be. I was, I was kind of thinking of a I, for my runner up. I was thinking of like uh, one of Howard Hawks's like uh, you know uh, rom coms in his forties. Um, mm. Oh yeah, like bringing uh, a baby or something. No, not bringing a baby. Uh, oh damn it. It's with Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell. That, His Girl Friday. That's what I was thinking. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, choice, Josh. That's yeah, a nice yeah, one. It's also, yeah. yeah, that's a, yeah. But it's interesting. I like this one because we've got kind of different views of how V would like to enjoy his spare time. And let's yeah. face it, we, we don't have a big sample size for this Bond. So I think we, no, really, we read he, well he, into him. His was the hardest I found for me. Mm. So what's he drinking? Well, I'll tell you what he's drinking for me. Um, now, over here, right, he's going he's gonna to go up the concession stand and he's going to ask for an Orangina. Now, you guys might not know what an Orangina oh, yeah. is. Oh, yeah. I know what it is. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Good, good. I'm glad you know that. That's a good okay. choice. Because it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's made with real orange juice, but it's a little yeah, more posh than your orange yeah. crush. And it's you know? a little bit carbonated. Like it's, that's it's right. A yeah. solid, yeah. solid it's drink. Not, but it's not, it's not like a San Pellegrino kind of like... No, top, that's right. Not, you know it's, what I mean? it's, it's not. Like it's, between. it's like a holiday drink, right? That's the way my wife describes it. Like, like a kind of like yeah. a holiday. You have it in the hotel mini bars, and you feel like you're having a little something different. It's a little, a little more posh, but it's not like a... Uh, Sam Pellegrino, exactly what you're saying, Josh. Yeah, well done. But, you know, in terms of his snack, I can tell you, you know, I did not waste much time in figuring this out. He's going for the licorice all sorts, okay? (laughs) Okay. The reason reason I think he's going there is because it, you know, it's sweet, but it's bitter, right? It's sweet and bitter. It's something I can really see him mindlessly chewing on but at the same time think about the arc of his biggest adventure you know as groom and then widower he's got a bitter taste at the end maybe like why am i eating this why am i liking it and yet there's something wonderful about about the 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 candy the confectionery around that licorice i can see george lazaby like piling through bags you know it's funny i also thought well i have an uh i'm I'm thinking chocolate for my two but i'll give you my example all right fire on no it's your turn i got nothing else to say so okay we all know you know where where the film took place right the whole ski thing so i figured he'd have a big ass (laughs) table nice one (laughs) very nice nice choice yeah Yeah. (laughs) he would have brought back from his mission he's like i'm gonna crack this sucker open and watch some some uh what's his name rush hour uh oh yeah what's his name though i can't think of it carter chris tucker Chris Tucker. Wow. Yeah, Chris Tucker. T- yeah. Chris, Chris Tucker and, uh, and Red, Jackie Chan. Yeah, well, that, well, that's Fifth Element. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. <laughs> and what's he that's drinking? A, uh, that was, uh, yeah, I had a hard time with that one. I'm st- Honestly, I was thinking like a Sprite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> simple. Josh, what's yeah. he drinking? What's he eating? I think... Uh, or would it be Evian? Is that, is, isn't is that first... the Perrier kind of guy. You think he's Perrier as well? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think he's 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 uh, he got one of those dark chocolate bars you see like at the yeah, uh, yeah. at the cash yep. register. Yep. And uh, yeah, watching like Love Story, very sensitive. I think he's all about the dark chocolate fix. <laughs> okay. Cool, man. Cool. Is yeah. it the dark chocolate that comes with uh, the chili flakes in it? Well, we'll we'll, we'll get that. we'll get to some more dark chocolate variety in a little while, I think. <laughs> a, little, a little teaser for what I got coming up, but uh, we got okay. three bonds remaining. Let's see who's next to walk in, shall we? 
Dude, was that like a was that like a Pam Greer film? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. Foxy Cleopatra. Yeah. I can see Roger Moore liking that movie. Right. Speaking of Roger Moore, it's Red Three. Our third bomb oh, is yeah. Roger Moore. So here I'm we go. For this. After, are, you all, are you all excited for this? Oh wait, right, Josh. Wait, wait. Does Layson be uh, rewind? Yes. Oh he yes, yes he does. I think he does. Uh, yeah. Be, yeah, he's a, good, he's a cool. He's dude. a thoughtful, thoughtful man. I think he does rewind. Yeah. I and think if he, he didn't, I think he, goes he, didn't, he would go the home. Audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no. You know what? I said he no, didn't he because act. his. Uh, I was gonna say actually no. Layson, no. Originally, I said yes, but. I'm going to change that. No, he doesn't because his agent told him not to. Exactly. <laughs> right. And then he, then he gets his membership, like, re- re- And then he gets, and then he gets, he gets banned. So his photos are like, on the wall. He's a lead back. Yeah. You box. may not. He's on the wall of shame. <laughs> oh, boy. Right. Who wants to start here? Whose turn oh, is it to well, start? I, I kind of want to go. Cause okay. Oh, fire on. You, you start with your first Roger Moore selection. Okay. So I figured, I figured he liked to watch Spies Like Us. I feel <laughs> yeah, that's a okay. Roger <laughs> Yeah, Ackroyd uh, and Chase, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just think, like, you know, he'd be like, yeah. It's not, you know, this king is good, but, I, you know, I did a lot better with, uh, you know, with my parachute and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So I think he would really appreciate that's that. That's good. I think you're right. I think, I, think, I think he would definitely be a fan of Chevy Chase, mm-hmm. I have to say. So I feel like he's definitely rented that film a lot. Uh, it was either because I was like, he's got to watch that or Fletch. Like mm. I, I could see, mm. you know, but anyway, so I definitely was like, mm. uh, the, anyways, Moore's Moore's bomb would definitely rent Spies Like Us, and he would enjoy it a lot. Nice one. I don't, I don't think Roger Moore would get along with Chevy Chase in real life, though. Not in real yeah. life. Well, no, but we're not talking about Roger Moore. We're talking about yeah. his Bond, right? Oh, I know. Oh, I know. So, Josh, what about you? What's your um, your number one more? Your first more rental. I, I think after the whole what he didn't real what he didn't reveal to us, you know, his whole PTSD experience that he got uh, from Moonraker. Mm-hmm. I think he wants to get over that. You know, scared of out outer space and just scared of being in planes. Yeah, really? <laughs> I think I know where you're going. Uh, I think uh, he's gonna he's gonna rent Space Pulse. Oh, <laughs> actually, yeah. You know what? I had thought about that. I had I had thought about. That. Very good. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback that, Josh, because I've also got a Mel Brooks film on my list for oh. Roger Moore. <laughs> I do. So well done to you. I I'm gonna go for uh, Young Frankenstein. Nice. I think, nice. Oh yeah. I was thinking Blazing oh, Saddles. Oh. You know, I know they're both from 1974, but which really whichever one's available. But I think Young Frankenstein. That's Mel Brooks at his best. Oh. I, yeah. And oh, for the yeah. same reasons, Josh, probably that you that you were thinking. I mean, I know you went down the moon, the Moonraker <laughs> type thing, but Morris' humor and his raunchiness is definitely in the this Brooks is wheelhouse. Definitely isn't Mel Brooks. It? Oh my god, I didn't even yeah. think of that. But man, especially yeah. the line about "You take the bags, I'll take the blonde." That's <laughs> That's <right. laughs> oh yeah, because oh, Morris yeah. Bond does see the world as a bit yeah. of a joke, right? And yeah, oh, yeah. I think I think some fun, you know, a bit of evil, and he takes it all in stride. So. I don't think he's going to want to spend his leisure time getting overly serious. And of all the James Bonds, maybe Roger Moore is the most able to sit down and switch off. So Absolutely. Yeah, I'm thinking he's going for some young Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's fantastic. Man. So back to you, Jeff. Uh, so, okay. Uh, this one, I, I really enjoyed my choice on this one. I said Smokey and the Bandit. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it just... It reminded me, of you know, movies. But, yeah, oh, kind of, yeah, you know, with the whole jumping of the car and that kind of stuff. I thought, you know, one, he he would love 
uh, Sally Field. He would, yes. He indeed. he would also yeah. enjoy all the driving, and he probably would enjoy American. Just sort of like that that just funness of the film. He would definitely, you know, pick it off the shelf and just say, "Yep, yeah, I mm-hmm. would definitely, definitely watch this." And well, he was, wasn't he? Probably he... Playing... <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I was just saying. Did, didn't Roger Moore play James Bond or Roger Moore as James Bond in the Cannonball Run? Have I got that wrong? He kind of did. Yeah, I think he so. Was, yeah, you know, yeah, I think you're right. I haven't seen Cannonball Run actually. Well, that's just I, a spoof I, of Smokey in the Bandit, no, no, isn't it? I know, I know. I yeah, think. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Yeah, but that, no, no, that's no, a that's good a, choice. But that's yeah. a, I thought. You know what? <laughs> he would totally watch Smokey in the Band. He would, I and he would totally he, enjoy he, it. And he would like Burt Reynolds, I think, as that, like, oh yeah, more, as a more masculine version of, <laughs> of himself, J.W. <laughs> Pepper. <laughs> that's what. Just yeah, exactly. And, or more Fitz-looking J.W. Pepper, I guess you could say. Yes, that's anyways. That's yeah. Oh, but it would, it would, wouldn't it? It would bring back some live and let die memories for him. Exactly. That's what, yeah. a world where like uh, Burt Reynolds was cast as J.W. Pepper instead. I could see him and Bond getting along in, uh, in Man of the Golden Gun for sure. Like his oh, fucking yeah. ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like nice Burt Reynolds would just, would just like beat up Scaramanga and then give Bond his golden gun, you know? And then go <laughs> fight some gators. <laughs> he would definitely need the Burt Reynolds with the gators and uh, live and let die. I'm not gonna lie. He's, this, you know, this he's... Is so, so many Archer references. Oh my god! Yeah, yes. I was gonna say this one is the one I was probably the most proud of that that mm. film to to uh, link it up. Ma- yeah. Match with the with the with the Bond. That was my favorite. Actually. So Josh, what's your number two? I think someone, someone told him that there's this movie uh, Kingsman by Matthew Vaughn, ah, like yeah. his life. So then he goes and rents <laughs> Kingsman <laughs> because okay. basically yeah. Matthew Vaughn's Kingsman, yeah. based off a graphic novel is essentially a nod to, like, uh, not just to Ken Adam, but mm-hmm. to, like, the more James Bond in general I see, I see. with all of his gadgets and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah, I think you're right. He wouldn't and find it too... love Colin first character in that movie. You think so? I think so. He wouldn't find him uh, too well, I think I think he, he... But then I think he wouldn't like him, though, when he, could, when he participates in that mass murder in the mm. church. Because we know how yeah. Roger Moore's Bond pours violence whenever he can, right? He'd rather yeah. raise an eyebrow or make a... Uh, uh, you know, a witty comment or something, or mm-hmm. use like a uh, dart gun from his watch or something. Uh, it's not a heavy choice, certainly. It's not a heavy film, but it's an interesting choice. I think I've got to let that one breathe with me for a little while because I think you might be onto something rather complex there with the uh, more renting Kings, Morris Bond picking up a copy of Kingsman. Well, like we know that, like for in the, in the, the more era that like. Ken Adams probably had some of the biggest sets he ever created. Yeah. And uh, that movie, like, the design of that movie is 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 inspired by Ken Adams. Like, oh, for all sure. the sets and everything yeah. that they built. Mm-hmm. And uh, even, like, when Matthew Vaughn did uh, X-Men First Class, uh, there's, yeah. there's some amazing Ken Adams uh, sets in that movie, too. Okay. Well, my number two for Roger Moore's rental list, I don't necessarily think that after experiencing Moonraker and being out in outer space, I don't think he's going to be too interested in Star Wars films or the Terminator or anything like that. I think what he's going to do instead, I think he's going to want to go back to the good old sword and sandals epic because I think Roger Moore's Bond has respect for sort of golden age stuff, little development. Captain Blood or something? Captain Blood, yeah. I'm not going going back quite (laughs) that far, guys. I'm going to go to Jason and the Argonauts. Okay. And Rary I'm going to go for that Harry Hunter. Yeah. Okay. I think I think the more would dig this, you know, like I think I think Roger Moore's Bond would feel like that's the kind of hero he'd like to be and maybe he thinks of himself as even though he's he's not and he doesn't yes. use that type of cachet of skill at all. I think that 
Moore's Bond is a little more backward glancing than science fiction, you know, mm -hmm. and a bit of adventure and some safe distance special effects. Like mm. it's it's fun mythos stuff here, right? It, it's not like actual, like you were saying, Josh, it's not the violence of killing other people. It's killing skeletons and medusas yes. and stuff and, and krakens and, you know. <laughs> so I, I think that, yeah, I, I think he would like this and it would be a fun weekend rental for him. So I'm, I'm going to go back there okay. for my number two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, definitely. What about you, um, Jeff? Number three. So number three. So uh, this is the one I chose, but I literally had one just pop in my head. But I'll say the one I, I chose. So I said Mean Girls. I think he would appreciate. <laughs> I think he would be like, "Yep, uh, this looks amazing. I'm going to put this in, and I'm going to laugh my ass off." And then, and then he would go to work and, and tell Money Penny about Fetch, and she would tell him it's not going to happen. Exactly. He's like, he's like, uh, can you? Uh, so is it going to rain? He's going to stare right at her boobs. Oh, and that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, exactly. Penny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Happened to be on the receiving end of a post Mean Girls viewing party by Roger oh, Moore's boy. Bond. Yeah, uh, and he and he'd watch it. He'd have like these like big pink like bunny slippers. <laughs> and he yeah, and he'd be watching Mean Girls. <laughs> Josh, what's your number two? Or your number three? three? Yeah, three, buddy. Uh, I think uh, that. Roger, I think that Roger Moore's Bond. Um, I think, you know, as you mentioned, he likes the Ranja. He likes the fun stuff. Uh, I think he's going to rent Paul Verhoeven's uh, epic drama Showgirls. Yeah. Right <laughs> I, I had that. I did have that. And I, nice I, choice. That was yeah. like the first thing I wrote down. Like, I had that. Like, as soon as we're like, let's do this list, that was literally the first thing I wrote down was Showgirls for Moore. <laughs> I changed it. But yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I when, think when, that he'll like he'll just yeah. you know he'll find their her whole uh, um, Elizabeth Berkeley's characters mm -hmm. heroines uh, you know her whole tale inspiring you know her, a heroic journey so so to mm. speak in a Campbellian fashion. Will it change his attitude towards um, you know the Bond ladies of his life? No. <laughs> no. I think he might have a bit of a late charge with this film. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> right. But you know at the same time. When he when he returns his films, I won't get ahead of ourselves. But when he returns his films, I don't. I, I see him walking into the shop to return them. I don't see him. Absolutely. Yeah, I see him having Absolutely. a conversation and maybe even sharing a few ideas about what he thought of them. Yeah, exactly. With an eyebrow here or there. That's a good yeah. choice. I would. I would also say he would definitely ruin them. In fact, he has his own like race car. Like <laughs> thing. Yeah. And I think it would be. And I think it would be a tuk tuk. <laughs> no, I think it would be a Lotus Esprit. That's what I think it would be. Oh, that's probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's, that's a good choice, though. Mm. Not not a Moonraker space shuttle. <laughs> no. Well, my third and final choice, guys, I give him a little bit more credit, I guess, as a gentleman, okay? Not so much as a salacious creep. Um, and that's not to say that if you enjoy Showgirls, you're a salacious creep, you know? I think Dude, there's not it's at It's like all. the most worst, it's, most, it's the most brilliant worst movie, like, ever made. <laughs> and Paul Verhoeven, it's like, he's an expert at satire, and he does it so straight, you know, like, you don't even realize. Oh, and so the other one that I just thought of, sorry, like, remember I said sorry. there was another one? I was going to say he'd probably rent Flesh Gordon. Flesh Gordon. Yes. Yeah, one where he had a boob ship. Yeah, boob ship. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. I think I think what Josh says is I think he's just going to tune in uh, if he sees that on TV. He, he'll be happy oh, yeah. for it. Yes, sorry, yes. Yeah. Right. Wait, night on space on space on space. Exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe after maybe after his um, 
his tuk tuk has rewound his film. <laughs> he just happens to catch that on TV. Is that a euphemism as well? <laughs> could be. It could be. It could be. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry, Scott, go ahead. That's all right, man. My number three for Roger Moore is a Hitchcock's To Catch a Thief from 1955. I think nice. that, at, I, I do think that there's that truly debonair side to Roger Moore's Bond where he would love the, he would love the, the Cary Grant, Grace Kelly, South of France stuff. Very, the violence is cushioned. It's an excellent cat and mouse story. Lots of dinners, nice conversation, good drinking. It's beautiful to watch. It's subtly dirty and it's very suggestive, like Hitchcock's great films are. Full of style. I think it's full of Moore's Bond, and it. Uh, I think that I think he would really like it. So, those are my three. But wow, what, what a, would also be another good choice too. What's that? Charade. Yes, that's a good one. Yep, yeah, that's also yeah. a good one. Yeah. Well, guys, I'll go first, okay, with the soda and yep. snack. Um, sure. I think that if Roger Moore, I mean, I think first of all, Roger Moore's Bond would see the whole cinema going experience or the the, the movie rental experiences. He, if he's going to do it, he's going to do it properly. He's going to do it authentically, and I, that's why I think he is up and up, strictly a cream soda and popcorn guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he. he I think that's what he's going to do. He's not. It's. It's a. It's. He's English. It's an American thing. But if he's going to do it, he's going to embrace the whole '50s feeling of it and that whole sort of, you know, you know, going off to the. What is it, Josh? What's that ditty? Heading off to get a snack. Get yourself a snack. Oh. Uh... Oh, oh yeah. Let's all yeah. go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Yeah, I think I go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. I think I sent you that Mr. Burns gift the other yeah, day. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That was a great one. That was a I, And also, I think his personality, the the choices that we've made here for him, it's it speaks to me of cream soda and popcorn as well. So I'm yeah, I'm happy good. with this. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's Sounds fantastic. Good. What'd you go for, Josh? Uh, so I, I think uh, Roger Moore's Bond's a Coke Zero kind of guy. All right. Really, I, I I think he enjoys Coke, but he also you know he's okay with not Pepsi little... Max. You don't think mm. he's Pepsi Max? Uh, <laughs> no, I, What's I the difference? Coke, Coke Zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm kidding. But I think though, uh, I think for some reason during his uh, mission with Free Your Eyes Only in Greece, I think because of Colombo, he got really into pistachio nuts. All so right. that's all, all he right. eats now uh, for snacks Whoa. and pistachio nuts. I like nuts. it. I like yeah. it. It's a good choice. I did think about pistachio. That's a good choice. Yeah, that's right. Well done, Jeff. Last word on Roger Morris, snack and soda. Okay, so I'm just going to do it quickly because I did one for you, right? So, so for Spice Like Us, he's drinking a orange Fanta and an Eskimo pie. Eskimo pie. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, for Smoking the Bandit, you'll see what I'm doing here, a Dr. Pepper, mm. uh, which, as you know, the character from uh, Pepper. J.W. Right? Pepper. Yeah. Pepper, yeah. That's right. That's right, yeah. And uh, Fritos, regular. <laughs> okay. Uh, and for watching Mean Girls, he has a big gulp and some Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> big gulp. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to picture Roger Moore's Bond eating a Sour Patch Kid. Like, it's more. I can picture it very well. Hey man, they're they're two for five at Rexall. I mean, it's a good deal. <laughs> yeah, it's a good deal. Right. Nice work, gents. So, uh, Jeff, which of those combinations would you select for Roger Moore's Bond overall, if pressed? Uh, I guess the Dr. Pepper Fritos. Yeah, I, I, that's what I would have thought too. Dr. Pepper and Fritos. Yeah. yeah. That one. feels like Roger Moore to me. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all agree that he'd go for a sugary drink. Like, you know. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. Sure. Right. We got two bonds left, gents. Let's see who's up next. Ends of killing me. <laughs> Well, I can tell you, it's Pierce Brosnan. 
good. Okay. <laughs> so Jeff, I think, gets first off of this one, right? Okay, so, and uh, originally you had mentioned one of the Bonds was, would watch the Thomas Crown Affair. Mm-hmm. I also chose the Thomas Crown Affair. <laughs> now, not... Put a handsome um, chat. Not, 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 <laughs> yeah, really. No, I, I, I chose... Uh, I meant the... the um, uh, Steve McQueen one is okay, well, right? Good. Uh, obviously, with the joke being, he was also in the remake That's with right, Rene yeah. uh, I figured this Bond would also uh, like Brosnan's Bond would definitely appreciate mm-hmm. the Thomas. I agree with you. Sure. I, I yes. do agree with you. In I fact, definitely. As much as I know Brosnan was in it, but I could definitely see him loving this film. I agree yeah. with you, man. Like up and down, no trouble with me there. Um, there were actually for for me Brosnan. There were two or three films that I was considering for him that he was in. Like it, it's wild yeah, the way that that kind of happened. But <laughs> I actually does, think yeah. his Bond is also the type of Bond that would like his types of movies too. Yeah, it's I know. Weird. I was thinking like I honestly yeah. wanted to just put like uh, Remington well, Steel like yeah. c- series on DVD. But yeah, I was thinking <laughs> the lawn. I was thinking the Lawnmower Man. But I'll, I'll, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't choose that. All right, good. That's a good one, man. I agree You're with you. You ruined '90s cinema. Uh, Josh, what about you? Uh, yeah, so I think on the recommendation of Samantha Bond's version of Money Penny, mm-hmm. uh, she's going to tell him to rent the remains of the day. Okay. Crying <laughs> about it after watching it, so he had to go see what it was all about. Maybe yeah. kind of build build up his flirting with her. I don't know, but he went to go yeah. up the remains of the day. Okay, right. Not Howard's End. Not Howard's End. No. Okay, good. We have already seen that one, haven't we? We've talked about we that. We have. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking that Pierce Brosnan is gonna want to reconnect with some of these Cold War vibes, Cold War vibes. <laughs> I, I you know I mean he, you think about that first scene right in Goldeneye where he's talking with Judy Dench and she's accusing him of this that and and, and everything else. I think that the Hunt for Red October is definitely Ooh. gonna be a move that that he's gonna want to make. You know that's a good and Sean Connery too. Wow, yeah, Con- Connery's in it. That's right. for Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's There's a, a lot of Bond oh, connection that's a, there. That's a good damn. But, I didn't even think it out. But that's you know, good. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, uh, Brosnan's Bond. He's gonna desire the glamour of what he thought life used to be like in watching yeah, film, rather than the actual gritty paranoia of the Cold yeah. War. Do you know? Yeah. I think yeah. the good guys, bad guys, demarcate that line really clearly. But then at the same time, you blur it, just like he, just like Connery blurs that film. Connery's character blurs at the end, right, when he's actually trying to yes. defect. And you've got yeah. Valentin Zakovsky in Goldeneye, which kind of does the same thing. I think he's going to eat this shit up on a Friday night. I think he'd really like that one. I think you're right. That's fantastic. Back to you, pal, for choice two. Josh, that's you. Oh, okay. I thought it was... Sorry. So for choice two... I think you're right. I think Brosnan likes the old spy stuff. I think he'll go back to the Cold War element. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think he, I think Brosnan's also the man of taste and culture. So I think he'll go even a bit further than just doing like a, a, a okay. 60s spy film or 70s spy film. Right. I think he's going to rent Alfred Hitchcock's Notorious. Oh, uh, very nice. nice. Yeah. Just because of the glossy spy atmosphere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, Ingrid Bergman awesome. uh, probably, you know... Uh, Making a little hot under the collar, yeah. especially for 1946 and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great movie. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, and, I keep uh, watching that movie every time, and like, I'm not trying to, you know, trying to sound like a shallow male or anything like that, but the way, mm-hmm. like, the sexuality that Ingrid Bergman portrays in that movie, mm-hmm. it's like, 
it's, it's unreal. Crazy. It's absolutely yeah, it's crazy yeah. for that time period. You know, yeah, because I mean? like, she was like what twenty one or something, not maybe twenty. It was that was what nineteen forty seven or something. Yeah, I think she was maybe 46? a little older than that, but um, yeah, not but, not. But what I'm not trying to say though is, is that yeah. like I just felt like no, no, I know what you mean. Where is the haze code with this movie? I mean, they got away yeah. with a lot of stuff in yeah, terms yeah. of uh, and her and Cary Grant just smolder together too, right? Yeah, that so, movie is awesome. It is, even yeah. though they don't call the Nazis Nazis. I guess for some reason they wanted to not piss off. Mm-hmm. Their- well, Marshall plan with them. I don't know. But... It was filmed during the war, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was no, a no, wartime was, no, movie. Notorious was like nineteen forty-six, wasn't it? Like it was like literally just after the war. I thought. Yeah, exactly. It's okay, like, it's like literally. I think it may. Have, they, I mean, it could have been started principal photography. No, no, you're right. In forty-five, but it's... regardless, it's it's still like the people. There's still Nazis mm-hmm. like running around, so yeah. it's very current. So that's what. That's why I thought that that movie was very interesting, especially when it came out. Cool. But yes, yeah, but nice I, I think I think yeah, I think it'd be a good choice for Brosnan, an old classic movie that he probably grew up with and stuff. So I think he'd choose that. One. That's a that's a good one. That's a good choice, yeah. buddy. What about you then, Jeff? Number two. Uh, well, one I thought that he would really appreciate. Now it's not a Cold War; it is a war movie, uh, and it's an epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it would be Lawrence of Arabia. I could see him loving. Okay. Of, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that is, as we all know, a great film. What is it about Lawrence of Arabia that makes you, or David Lean, or whatever? What is it that makes you think, yeah, that's a Brosnan well, fit? The thing with Brosnan is, like, you know, he he can be really passionate. Uh, he can kind of, you know, he's compassionate, but he also has like those moments of like um, he's he's very um, focused, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I I can see that in in Peter O'Toole's character there. Like obviously the old prisoner scene and stuff like that, and and just how he carries himself, I can see Brosnan, I can see Brosnan appreciate that, and so I, I I just I feel like I could definitely see him kick off his shoes, put that in, and just be like, yeah. And, and also fun. too, like uh, I think because you know Peter O'Toole has kind of like almost this androgynous kind of feel yeah. to him. In a way, and I think Brosnan is definitely what you call a metrosexual bond. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, that's a good point. That, yeah. That, that's, yeah. That was. Yeah, that's. I was. Yeah, well, I just think I the style that, of the movie overall, exactly. and and Pierre O'Toole's performance, and just everything about you know the theatricality. That's while at the same time being placed mm-hmm. in a very serious atmosphere and a very uh, matter of fact way of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's both epic, but at the same time like uh, real. Uh-huh. I think that he would really be into that for sure. Well, that's to be honest. The whole like you were saying the metrosexual thing is actually one of the reasons I I, I had thought of Lawrence of Arabia and why Brosnan's Bond would appreciate it is like that I could see like Peter Tool as Lawrence of Arabia and in Brosnan's Bond. That's what made me think like it's kind of similar, and I could definitely see him appreciate this film. It just if being that that character, I could see him really appreciate it and uh, love that movie. That's awesome. Well, we're going to take a, a a different sort of a look here now, gents. I mean, moving away from those two wonderful choices, great, great films indeed. Now, this is a good film, uh, <laughs> but it, it isn't either of those. I'm going with Total Recall for my number two. Whoa. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm going okay. Total Recall. Okay, now look. Three boobs? Well, what? it's not the three boobs. Is it? But listen, okay. listen, okay. We all know the scripts that Brosnan's Bond had to deal with, right? <laughs> but I, th- I think it's a bit of Stockholm Syndrome happening here because I think he would definitely be interested in a film where virtual reality is used to make people smarter, hotter, and more dangerous, right? Like, I think it would be like preparing for one of his own silly missions. And he would sit down and recognize within this film, hey, shit, 
this is me getting to go to Mars, right? I get to fight in a space suit, which is about the only place that the writers did not send him. So I think, given his tenure, given his experience, and, you know, all the gadgetry and the tech involved in his his time as Bond, I think he would see a lot of his own adventure style with mm-hmm. the Total Recall. That's what I okay. think. Okay, okay. Very good. Okay, yeah, I can I see like that. It. I like it. I like it. I mean, it makes, it's more, it makes more sense to die another day, so I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I think, you know, <laughs> just yeah. send, him to, send him to Mars if you're going to make him do the stuff he does and die another day. <laughs> Pretty much. Right? Send him on virtual reality tours of the world, and that's, that's where I'm going with it. And for that reason, that's also why I think the Lawnmower Man would actually be in, in this Bond's wheelhouse <laughs> as well, even if he did star in it, you know, the same actor. <laughs> and I felt also... Yeah, I think that he'd get a kick out of Arnold Schwarzenegger, busting a few heads. I'm sure he would. Especially, oh, like, yeah. if you look at Torn Never Dies in the stealth ship, and he has, like, two machine guns, like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> in that movie, so. <laughs> what about you, Josh? What's your number three now? Yeah, we're back to you for three. I think someone, as a joke, recommended Weekend of Bernie's 2 to him. <laughs> and uh, and so he, he picked it up at the video store and watched it and was completely mortified by what he saw. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I think what happened. Man, I almost put Weekend at Bernie's down for more. It's very close. Uh, do you think, though, he would see in Weekend at Bernie's that... Two. that Weekend at Bernie's 2, sorry. Okay, wait, let's start there. Why 2? I just think it'd be the only one that was left, because you know every time you go to the blockbuster <laughs> and you always want to watch the very first film and it's never there, it's always right, the okay. sequel or the third All movie. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He just he would still pick it up, like yeah, exactly. upon the recommendation. Why would his pal recommend go get the second one? No, or wait, did no, or did he say that he picked up two because he wanted to get one, but they didn't yes, have it? Exactly. That's what it was. Exactly. Yes. That's why. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Okay. okay Weekend okay. Bernie's too, but then <laughs> but he wanted Weekend Bernie's. <laughs> right. Okay. I got you. Right. Uh, well, go ahead, Jeff. It's uh, your third call, buddy. Okay. So this one I'm actually quite happy with, and I I do I honestly feel like Brosnan's Bond would definitely also watch it. It's also a war film, different war, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Great Escape. Mm. I think he would love the shit out of this film. Yeah, I think he would also kind of be like, "Yep, between yep, again yep. too, eh? Yeah, yeah see between true. again. Yeah. You're right. Why? Yeah, um, but I could definitely see him really, really enjoying this film. Uh, one just because of what he does, he could say, "Yeah, I could see that. I could see that." Um, but also just sort of just sort of um, the flow of the film and the the characters, I could see Brosnan's Bond really appreciating the uh, the different types of, of characters and uh, the film itself. I, I, I honestly think like I, that's probably my favorite pairing actually, other than smoking the bandit out of all the movies that I've chosen. Very <laughs> nice one. That's just me, though. But and I we thought... know how Brosnan in the teaser is he loves a great escape, right? He does. He loves yeah. an escape, doesn't he? He, he does. does. He does a lot of these. That's cool. That's a good match there. Um, I'm not so sure that my third film can compete in terms of uh, depth or complexity or intellectual prowess <laughs> as, as either of these. Even Weekend at Bernie's 2, probably a little bit below that Did you choose Human Centipede? <laughs> no, I did not. But I do, I do think that... You know, I think Brosnan is probably the closest to, like Josh was touching on a minute ago, like an artistic sort of colorful bond, you know, that we get 
I think that you think about the shirts he wears, you think about the environments he finds himself in and the, the, the calm with which he oozes confidence. And for that reason, he reminds me of Elvis Presley. Uh, uh, or okay. at least, or at least, he reminds he reminds me okay. as the most likely Elvis Presley fan in the whole bunch. I, I I can see him enjoying a softly salacious beach comedy. I can see him enjoying a you know um, Viva Las Vegas experience. But like more, Brosnan's 007 likes getting his ladies loose through jokes, right? Through lines and good looking charm. So a film that's got. All, all this stuff happening, good style. I, and, I, you know, I, I know the Elvis films quite well. I kind of enjoy them my own self. The style and charm of Girl Happy from 1965. I think he's going to love that. I think he's going to like it. Yeah. Mm. He'll, he'll, he'll get to sing. He'll get he'll get to check out the chicks. He'll think about, you know, easy sleazy beach wear. And, and that's it. That's where I'm is going. Is Anne Margaret in that movie? No. Uh, Shelley Fabergé is. Oh, okay. Fabergé. No, that's what I said. Fabergé. Jesus, Fabergé. Fabergé, uh, is that her name? God damn it. What's oh, Shelly Fabaris. Fabergé, yeah. Fabergé, not, not Fabergé. That's right. But we could call I'm her Fabergé. Coach. From that's coach. right. Yep, yep, yep. From Coach. Yeah. 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 Oh. No, Anne, Mar- Anne Margaret's in uh, Viva Las Vegas. That's and right. A couple yeah. of other ones. But Girl Happy has got some great songs. And yeah, I can see him. I just think about him in um, in, in Cuba in Die Another Day. He, he, he buys right into the shirts and the cigars and that sort of Thunderbird. Comfort. Yeah, that's right. The Thunderbird. So I can I can see him rocking a, an Elvis Beach beach comedy. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? I was actually thinking of putting like Blue Hawaii or something for like Connery's boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah. You, you know, Elvis is here. He lives on our on our list, for better or for worse. No, no, that's fine. I, I, that's a good choice. I like it. It's, it's so good. what's he drinking? What's he eating out of Brosnan here? Yeah. Oh, does he rewind? Mm. Yes, he does. Yes, I think he does because most dads would he, rewind. He might forget. He, re- he might yeah, forget he's... every now and then like everybody does, but I, I think he does most of the time. He, he does. Does he call to reserve his films, do you think? Does he call in advance? Does he just walk oh. in? Yeah, he does. He probably yeah, he does, he, doesn't he? he? He wants to like once the once if if he has just like a regular work day or if he's back from an assignment, uh-huh. he he'll call from the plane with his Ericsson phone and just make sure that uh, all booked up. Uh, but but he didn't he didn't get so lucky, did he? When he asked for a weekend at Bernie's, no, he did not. He only oh, had number two. But he said, "Fine, I'll take that." <laughs> all right, cool. That's a that's a strange mix of nine films there for Pierce. So Boston. what's uh what? Yeah, what's sorry, he what's he eating? What, yeah, what's he eating? Drinking. Go ahead, Josh. I don't think you've uh, gone um, uh, front I, on I, this yet. You know, Brosnan and Moore are kind of similar in their own ways. I think it's going to go with a Coke or a Pepsi. But I think mm-hmm. I think Pierce Brosnan is going to spice up his evening a little bit by putting some uh, good old uh, Bacardi rum in there. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so he'd go for the rum. What, what's he eating then? Wine gums. Wine Dude. Gums. Oh, Snap. that's good. Snap. I went wine gums for Brosnan too. Oh, uh, shit. Awesome. That's amazing. I did. I really did. <laughs> And I think that's a perfect choice for him. Well done. And the reason I went wine gums, I don't know if you felt the same way, but they're basically like adult jujubes, right? Like they're, yeah, prete- they they're pretending, they're pretending to be yeah, serious, but juju. they're really, oh my God. they're really just candies. And you know, great. he, oh they are great, aren't they? But Brosnan wow. spends so much of his time on screen. His bond spends so much time trying to sound <laughs> and see and be serious. And really, he's still just, you know, he's a sexy, attractive action star, right? And I don't know that. 
he's ever as as cool and as, as sensitive or whatever as as uh, Connery's Bond. Like he, we've talked about this many many times. But I think wine gums are a perfect choice for him. Well done, buddy. What about you, Jeff? What, what's your Brosnan's Bond uh, eating and drinking? So okay, again. Oh, sorry, my, yeah, my guys. No, no. Sorry, I didn't oh, yeah, say yeah, yeah. he's drinking oh, a sprite. Yeah. He's drinking a nice. sprite because okay. it's zesty, it's it's Fair lemony, it mixes with stuff. I think he he's a sprite man through and through. So Jeff, what about you, Brosnan? Okay, so again, I kind of did freeze film. So uh, for the Thomas Crown Affair, mm-hmm. he would have a cold brew coffee and a coffee Ooh. crisp. Oh, this is of course very. If he's in a Canadian blockbuster, because I know that's <laughs> a chocolate bar. Yeah, it is. Uh, for Lawrence of Arabia, uh, I'm also very happy with my choice here mm-hmm. he would have a chocolate milk and a Turkish delight okay. oh very fire. nice very nice okay mm-hmm. yeah. and for the great escape he had a club soda and some pretzels Dude, that sounds really good right now just that's the simplicity of that the club yes. soda and the pretzels that's a good show what, what what's he going for what what or rather what's your your choice of those three for your Brosnan, what, what what's his go-to? Uh, well, course? okay, for Brosnan, it would be, I think he would do the club soda and pretzels. For me, I would definitely choose the cold brew and the coffee crisp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it was me, to choose But yeah, I think he'd go with the club soda and the pretzels. Nice. Well, Jen sets us then down to our last bond, and it is, of course, Timothy Dalton. Timothy yeah. Dalton. Okay. So, I, Timothy. I'm in trouble with yeah, Dal- well, I, you know, Dalton came to me quick. Dalton came to me quick, and I'll tell you the reason why, the, the way I rationalized it, and then I'll just give you my first choice. To me, Dalton is, or was an easier one to go for because he, you know, his bond is the bond who, at a party, knows more about movies than anybody else. He's the cinephile. He's the, he's the prick. He's the guy that's impatient with everybody. He's the guy who's like, oh, well, yeah, but if you, you know, I'll top you with my understanding and my knowledge of it, you know? Like, yes. You know, I just think he, he's more he's the most irritable right so my first choice for him i i, I thought dalton's bond would would rent the last temptation of christ okay, okay. <laughs> and i think i think because he wants to be the guy whose taste and whose seriousness is a little more deeper it's a and little he, bit more uh, liberal he, wants to foster a, he probably also wants to foster a debate with like overly re- religious neighbors next door who invited him over to a party. Yes. Uh, I can also see him be yeah. like, by the way, do you know um, the ancient language of Aramaic? I do. <laughs> <laughs> or he would, you know, he wouldn't even I didn't ask. watch it with subtitles. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Who is this weird guy? Who's invited this guy? He's really serious. <laughs> but you know, if you also think about it, Sorry, Don't you sorry. think that Dalton's bond, Dalton's bond would identify with that sort of under-the-surface frustration that Jesus oh, had really? to deal with? That whole, like, the whole hint at, like, Jesus and Mary and all that stuff, or Mary Magdalene, you know, there's all that passion in the story that comes in dream sequences and that Scorsese plays around with. I think Dalton would get the struggle, he'd get the passion, <laughs> he'd get the that sort of, oh, I've got to do this for Queen and Country, but I'd rather be doing this, but God damn it, I'm, I'm so singular in mind that it has to be this, you know? <laughs> anyway, that, that, that's what I, that, that was one of my choices, yeah. Ooh. So what about you, Josh? I think as a late Cold War Bond, I think he'll like some of the classics for sure. Uh, but I'm also kind of thinking, you know, like just Dalton himself. But I also want to, you know, the guy, as you said, could be a bit of a cinephile, uh-huh. especially Bond's Dalton. We can see that for sure. Bit, as you said, a bit of a prick, a bit of impatient with people. I think so, yeah. A bit snobby, you know. Uh, and I think that he also, I think he'll like go back to watch like uh, people will watch. He'll talk about, you know, the big box office. Mm-hmm. That they'll recommend to him that he, that he already has seen or has dismissed. Right. I think he'd be more into like those late '60s medieval movies, uh, with okay. a touch of Shakespeare, <laughs> also with a touch of like realism. So I think he would pick up the line in Winter, 
Uh, yeah, is that because he's in it? That's uh, and good. also, yeah, and he also said, wow, the king of Fra- the this new king of France here, uh, he's a, he's a <laughs> handsome looking guy, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's a good show, though. That's a good movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good John yeah. Barry score as well. Great, exactly. <laughs> so I chose the line in winter as Dalton's. Nice, uh, nice, there. nice, nice, nice. I have that score. On, uh... That's a good one. And it's full of sophisticates. They got Peter O'Toole. You got uh, mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, young Anthony Hopkins. You don't say that too often, but yeah. You got a Hepburn in there too, don't we? And Hepburn. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's obvious. Yeah. Jeff, you're number one. Oh, uh, I kind of thought, like, I figured because, you know, he's got some anger issues and he's pretty intense. I, I thought he would really appreciate Dirty Harry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he would. He would. I, I just figured he'd be like, yep. He would, like, go up to the front of the cache, put it, like, bang his hand, like, his hand down, and it would, like, you know, knock all the, the leave a penny, take a penny, and be like, I want Dirty Harry now. And, uh... Do you think that Dalton's... Do you think Dalton's Bond is closest to Dirty Harry of any of them? Mm, It's hard to say, because... No. There's a softness to Dalton's Bond that's there, that it's just, it's not intentional, but it's just there. And I think that doesn't quite match up with Dirty Harry, in my opinion. Okay. No, I'm not saying he does, but I think... No, I asked the question. But, but yeah, no, but I think he would definitely rent Dirty Harry, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, he would rent it, yeah. And I think he would like it. Oh, yeah, he I would. think he gets some fulfillment from it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he This would. is how he would like to act, but, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I have to keep my, you know, stiff, uh-huh. my stiff upper lip, upper right? Lip because eyes. that's... I yeah. serve Queen and Country. Exactly. Well, I'll go number two, guys. Uh, my second rental, or I think Dalton's Bond's second rental, is going to be The Bad Lieutenant with Harvey Keitel from 1992. Oh, nice. Okay. Again, again I, th- I think Dalton's going to like this film because I can see him, one, like I said a minute ago, being that cinephile. So liking the sort of offbeat, dark Harvey Keitel performance is something he can be proud of and talking about in cocktail parties and shit like that. Not Nicolas Cage's yeah. Bad Lieutenant? Nah, but that's also oh. good. That's a, that's a Werner Herzog film. That's pretty good, too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but the other the other reason, and perhaps more, I think maybe more into his character a little bit. I think that he'd like to watch this film as a regular reminder of where anger and you know would would lead, and, and where shit could head for him if he doesn't control that sort of frustration. Yes, you yes. know, or maybe maybe the secret drinking that he does so much of that we don't really see in his films, and yet we know it's <laughs> part of his character. You know, I think that meta stuff will probably hit closer to home with his bond, with his bond, his dark and 007 than any other. Apart maybe from Craig, but I don't see Craig's bond enjoying this movie. <laughs> the way I see no. Dalton's Bond no. enjoying that. So, I, to be honest, I had actually, I had actually, I was gonna put. I was going to, yeah, 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 I hear you. I was actually going to put that for Craig. <laughs> so what about you then, Jeff? Where'd you go? Uh, I put Scarface. Oh, that's okay. a great one. I, that's a good, was, it makes good choice, man. A license to kill, but I was like, not not the original, uh, yeah, 30, yeah. 1931. I mean like the 1983 Al Pacino one. Brian De Palma. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just figured, We are yeah. choosing, we're choosing darker. We're choosing more serious. I think we've got a, a, a very equal read on Dalton so far, don't we? I think so. So I I thought that he would just, uh, he would probably eat this one up. He would really enjoy it. Nice. I I agree. I think he would. And if my list extended to 10, I think this would probably be on it as well for Dalton. (laughs) Josh, what about your second Dalton Bond rental? 
So I think he's going to want to do some preparation for his uh, for the Gibraltar mission at the beginning of okay. Living Daylights. All right. And also, you know, he likes old spy action stuff as mm -hmm. well. I can mm -hmm. see him liking that. And he also probably likes offbeat action films that weren't huge hits, but were are probably you know right. like cult classics. Yeah. So I think he's going to rent the Iger Sanction. Nice one. Oh, nice. Nice one. Nice one. With with, with Clint Eastwood. Very nice. And Very boys, nice. listen. Um, I feel as though now is the time to tell you because we've got two out the bag that after Jeff's Ronan, we're going to be watching the Iger Sanction because that's my choice for the three non-bonds. Oh, cool. I'm going to have to order that from Amazon. Yeah. yeah. So that's an awesome choice. Yeah, I think Dalton's Bond would totally be into that. Absolutely. Because it, it's sort of a dark film too. It, it's whole atmosphere is quite brooding. Yep. I mean, it's certainly not without its light touch, but yeah, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good selection. That's a good selection. <laughs> Uh, are we on to three now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I will go first. This was sure. my last, my last film rental selection for the six bonds. I think that Dalton's bond is going to walk up to that counter, and I think he's going to walk up to the counter. I don't think he's calling. I don't think he's going to waste the time looking. I think he's just going to go right in there, and he's going to ask for 1968's "Where Eagles Dare." I think he's going to nice. ask for that. Okay. Yeah. Good choice. Better, better Clint Eastwood one there, too. Yeah, Clint That's Eastwood a, in there. Man, yeah. I love that movie. That yeah, it's a, a great wicked, movie. Wicked but movie. I think following Richard Burton, you know, he's going to want that Welsh acting. He's going to yeah, love to see him teaming up with this American yeah. to infiltrate some Nazi castle. Yeah. You know, high stakes, serious teamwork, a damn good story. I think he's yes. definitely sinking into this one. Yeah, Good stuff. Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's my choice for Dalton. And that, that I think, gives him his escapism. Because the other two are very kind of yeah. meta-serious films. But I think he does have that sort of, yeah, I can enjoy a good action flick. As long as it's, you know, it, it, I, I can be invested in something, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so you had Bad Lieutenant as your second one. What was your first one? Uh, Last Temptation, Last Temptation of, Christ. of Christ. That's right. That's right. And Jeff, you had... you had. Uh, for, I had Dirty Harry and Scarface. Scarface, the, yeah. The, 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 the remake. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So then uh, I think I'm going to go back into the trend here of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, classic movies, cinephile, that kind of thing. Redulting. Okay, yeah. But I think also it's, I think it's a time where I think he can see himself fit in really well. Someone who just wants to help us, uh, you know, wants, he wants to help out a lady, but also solve a case, do it, do it, do, you know, uh, get the job done sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to go to, I think he's going to go to John Huston's uh, 1941 classic, The Maltese Falcon. Oh, Falcon. Nice. nice choice. Yeah, that's good. I think that's just the kind of movie that Dalton would definitely dig. I yeah. yeah. Kind of like, yeah. kind of not his lifestyle a little bit, but at the mm -hmm. same time, I think he'll just like, kind of like the whole romanticization of, you know, being like a, you know, a private dick in, uh, yep. you know, in, in, in noir-ish in noir Los Angeles. Yeah, and you yeah, got your smoke, oh, you yeah. got your cloak and daggers Actually, going on there. noir is San Francisco, I should say. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's a good right. selection. Was in, uh, was in uh, San Francisco, not yeah. in uh, Los Angeles. That's Marlowe's nice story. Mm -hmm. That's uh, yeah, that's a good choice. I would agree with you on that one. So, Jeff, you got the last poll then on yeah, the so rental th list. This, one, this one's a bit... Uh, different, but I thought, you know, I figured he would appreciate this film, and uh, I guess we're all kind of thinking he's a bit of a cinephile, so any, any cinephile has this one on their shelf, and mm -hmm. uh, um, he would definitely rent this multiple times. In fact, he probably has a copy, but he probably rented this special edition, okay. uh, and it's Pulp Fiction, the director. Oh. <laughs> okay. I could definitely see him enjoying Pulp Fiction, I could see him doing his 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 certain <laughs> laugh as he's watching it because it's pretty dark and it's violent and I I could definitely and I could definitely see him yeah I could definitely see him laughing at a lot of the the awkward 
fucked up parts of this film and just having a good laugh. Uh, and so I just thought, like, you know what? I could definitely see uh, Dalton's Bond enjoying Pulp Fiction for what it is. That's a great way to wrap that up. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I had, I, you know, I didn't think about Pulp Fiction because when I think about it, I think it's, I think it's kind of uh, wacky, and maybe that's not that's it not is. a good word for it. Maybe well, no, but it, I, I think of it as wacky more than I do um, serious. Is that appropriate? Oh no no! You're, it's not the the tone of that movie and Tarantino's dialogue. I think makes it seem wacky. Yeah, I think you're right, but, it's, but it isn't. Is but it? It, it's very much like it. There's a lot of like spirituality in that movie, and like you know, and and almost like philosophy in that movie as well. So I think it's a it, it's under the surface, mm-hmm. and I think Dalton would pick up on that. Yeah, okay. that's why I think like I I could see him really enjoying that film. Well, guys, what about the snack and so? Oh yeah, yeah yeah for sure. Uh, I'm. Go ahead, Josh. I was going to... No, you go ahead, man. You got it. I was just going to say, I'm going to pick up on something that we talked about earlier. This uh, Dalton's Bond, for me, is the dark chocolate with chili flakes. He's the guy who wants, <laughs> who wants that little bit of heat because he's a bit bit of a... You know, he's not just going to have sweets and candies, is he? If he's going to have something, he's going to have this, the, the dark chocolate with that little fiery kick at the end. And he's drinking ginger ale. No no question in my mind. Oh. Yeah, he's drinking Swep's ginger ale. And I should have thought of that. Everything, everything about him is kind of spicy and give me a little hot and a little bleh, and a little irritable. So the, this is the irritable snack syndrome for me. Okay, that's yeah. Yeah, I, I chose ginger ale as uh, my drink. Did you? Nice yeah, one. Schweppes wow. ginger ale, and uh, he's having some pretzels. Schweppes. Okay, that's good. So I chose, and yeah, I I I like your choice better than mine. But for for Dirty Harry, I said he was drinking Coke with ice, and he had a pizza pocket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can picture Bond uh, putting it in the microwave, making a pizza yeah. pocket. Do you know, I, I can, I can actually see this one because I can, see, <laughs> I can see Dalton coming back to his flat, right? And he's like, "God damn it, I got no fucking time to cook again. Why do I have this goddamn job?" No, he grabbed it from the freezer, the little like the little right. freezer on yep. the counter. At exactly. The in a moment of like existential angst, yeah, he's yeah. like, "Oh, I got to eat another one of these goddamn pizza pockets." But he throws it in the microwave. He sighs and he pours up. <laughs> He, he got it at Herod's. <laughs> and when he bites into it, when he bites into it, all the yeah. shit comes out the end, and it drops on on the cassette. <laughs> yeah, and he uh, leaves it case, that way. On the case, and he on leaves the case, it that yeah. way. So, he, so not, not only does he doesn't rewind, he also doesn't. He has to pay a damage deposit for the movie as well. <laughs> but he doesn't. He doesn't. But pay. here's the, here's the thing. Because it's blockbuster, and they all have that like plastic cover, like they don't give yeah, you the actual. Yeah. So it's fine. He just yeah. wipes it off. Nice one. Right. Te- technically. What but was the still, drink? Well, he doesn't wipe it off, but he could. He doesn't wipe it off. He chooses uh, not to. He chooses not to. So for Scarface, he's drinking a dad's root beer and <laughs> eating a churro. Okay. <laughs> Deadpool there. Again, right. again, it's a well, contained... Well, I'm saying churro because, uh, you know, oh, it's dealing with, uh, the, you know, the Cuban-Miami kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, and for Pulp Fiction, he's having a Sprite... And a big Kahuna burger. No, okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> he would have the leftover Whopper that he had from Burger King the night before. That's what we yeah. Do yeah. you have anything I I can wash this down with? <laughs> awesome. So, guys, my question to you now then: oh, Did we talk about Dalton rewinding? He doesn't. Oh, I don't, he I don't definitely doesn't. No, no, he doesn't. He does. It's... He might not even return them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He wouldn't. Yes. He's gonna. Yeah. He yeah. wouldn't. <laughs> Well, guys, let me ask you this then. 
Which of these bonds would you prefer to have a cinema weekend with or a rental weekend? If, if, if you're invited to more. have a, a rental weekend with any of these bonds, who's it going to be? More. More. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. More, more will be fun. Just his commentary would be worth it. Exactly. Yeah, you probably have all these stories in Hollywood. Uh, yeah. We have all these stories to explain on different adventures he went on, different women he was with, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Like, and I'll find out by uh, watching Showgirls that he's actually a Saved by the Bell fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the one where Jesse gets on speed to stay up and do her papers. Oh yeah, yeah that episode. Exactly. I'm so excited. Yeah. Remember when she breaks down? That was a sad moment. That was a seminal moment in that show, yeah. I believe. I'm not trying to infer that Roger Moore is a creep or anything either. I just, I just, I just think that he would have just ridiculous choices for movies. That's just my opinion of, of him. That's all. I think he's got the best sense of humor of them all. But you know what? Well, I'm. Go- I, I want to spend some time watching movies. Like I, I agree with you. I do agree with what you guys are saying, and I think he's probably got the most fun films to watch. Exactly. Uh, but I, I would be. Uh, I'm most interested, I think, in sitting down with uh, Brosnan here. I'm going to sit with Brosnan and, and watch the Brosnan's Bond films. Okay, well, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I. You got a Hitchcock in there. You got Notorious. We got good movies, and I think Brosnan's Bond would have the good snacks. I'm I'm kind of interested in his food, you know? Well, I'll be honest. I'm a sucker for a coffee gum. So if I knew that, and the wine gums, I'd probably just raid his place, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. You guys, you, I you make a good case right now. I hate how wine gums are no, I don't know if it's elsewhere in the world, but in Canada now, wine gums don't come in those little cylinder packages anymore since Maynard's bought them. Mm. Yeah. So they have like just those yeah. regular plastic bag things now. Mm-hmm. I miss those rolled up wine gums. It just had a bit of extra sophistication to it than most other candies. Mm-hmm. And I kind of miss that. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. And But, you know, the the love hearts, the fizzy love hearts still come that way. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, and, and, and the sweet tarts are still like that too, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yeah, you could be right. I don't know. Yeah, uh, they know they are like that. So yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know what though? Lazenby's got some good films there too. You could enjoy your time with Lazenby, but would he would he cry and be a real pain in the ass when it came time like for? Yes, yeah. I think it would. I, I think that I'd probably just take his. Yeah. Oh, if that's the case, I'd just take his towel on and leave, or beat him yeah. over the head with it. <laughs> Connery would not really be fun to watch movies with, would he? Connery's Bond. No, he, he wants to watch. He, he, he would. Watch he would talk. Alone. He would yeah. talk through it. He'd, he'd laugh and do his own commentary. He'd be like, I just want to watch. We're like, yeah. shut up. All right. And one thing I, I was going to say, if he had... You're the man now, Jeff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, uh, I was hoping... I was going to put up Tootsie Pop because I just want to hear him say, pass the Tootsie Pop. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. If you'd have, like, another snack. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, guys, this was good fun, and I think we've done the world a good service here. <laughs> this has been a very serious conversation, and it's definitely been one that it's yeah, it good pick me up. It was good fun. I really had fun here today. This was good. Yeah, this was yes. good. And not technically a what if. It wasn't technically a what if episode, but it kind of was in the spirit of that, wasn't it? It was, yep. yeah. And the same kind of idea of having fun and a nice little distraction from, you know, all the bullshit going on outside the world right now. Yeah, so we yeah. hope, hope, hopefully we were able to give you guys uh, listening uh, a little a little fun too. But let us know what you think. You know, A, which one of these Bond rentalists did you agree the best with? Did you, did you jive with you? Uh, yeah. And, and w- what's your choice for the, the exactly each of the Bond's rentals? If, if they went to a blockbuster, how would they, how would they treat the counter staff? What would they ask for? Would they ask or would they just go and browse? Like, Is there a browsing bond among the six? Who's the most likely to browse casually? It would be more, I think. More, more is the most likely to agree. talk nice and the most likely to not rush yes. and experience. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
I guess Roger Moore is the one you want to hang out with, isn't he? I mean, his bond is the one you want to be around. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Mm. I'd be intimidated by Connery and also like, you know, and Lazenby, as you said, I, I think he could be a bit too, a bit too emotional. Yeah, you know? maybe, maybe so. Uh, and Dalton just sounds like an asshole. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> he does. We all seem to think I mean, he, really... would be, he would be uh, the dick. Yeah. Brosnan would be my alternative to uh-huh. to. Uh, more if I want something yeah. a little more sophisticated, like I, I would, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. And I just want to chill with the beer and watch some like good action movies. I go to Craig's. Craig, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's true. I think you're onto something. Brosnan is like the everyman Bond. I know. I'll leave the room when he puts the dreamers on. I'll just just tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Brosnan's Bond would be uh. the Bond that you would enjoy the most. Like in terms of like his films, he could watch anything with you, and he could probably co-pilot anything with you. <laughs> Yep, I agree. Right, guys, look, that was good fun. Uh, hey, I enjoyed that. That was, that was awesome. And what do we got coming up on Bomb by Numbers, BFG? I guess we're going to do another movie, I guess. Or... Yeah, we're, we're going down. <laughs> Thanks for that. I'm, I'm glad you were on spot with that question. <laughs> what a lob. What a lob. <laughs> yeah, we're going out to Ronan. We're looking at Frankenheimer's Ronan, and we're doing this as part of the three non-bonds. We're going right back there with Jeff's choice, aren't we? That's yep. correct. We got some fun fact with this movie. There is like I think three Bond villains starring in this movie. Yeah, there's uh, the only one I can think of is uh, oh, Lonsdale. and the guy. Yeah, no, there was a guy who was the so Sean Bean. Oh, of course, yeah, that's yeah, right. Sean, Sean Bean, Ian Price, Price, and Michael Lonsdale. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for checking out the show today, and we hope you enjoyed yourselves along the way. Get in touch with us on our socials. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram or email us, uh, bondbynumbers3 at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of these choices, these selections, and, indeed, what, what do you envision these bonds ordering when they walk up to the rental store? Okay, any closing remarks, and gentlemen, before we sign off on, uh, on this fun episode and uh, look forward to the future? I think we've... I'm, my brain's pretty melted now from all of his wackiness, so I think I'll, <laughs> I don't really have much more to say then. Uh, we, stay healthy yeah. and stay safe. Well, what I'd like to say is I hope that this uh, this um, cheery episode made you all be kind and rewind. <laughs> be kind yeah, and rewind. Mm. Exactly. That was the point of this episode. <laughs> right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll see you again on Bomb by Numbers. Cheerio. Cheers.